Talk Live. And we're back. Back, 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 back. That's right. If you were listening to us on last Sunday's edition of Free Talk Live, we changed it up a bit. I don't know if you did. You hear that last week? I, I did not. We, instead sorry, of doing and you're back, it was it was Mother's Day, so we were doing and your mother. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it, it next year. Yeah. Maybe you'll do your mother next year. <laughs> oh. oh, too far! Wow, have, says, I, yeah. have I pushed the envelope on that? Yeah, one? yeah I think so. Yeah, you, right. You've already gone. Don't worry, I'll do it again. <laughs> Sunk to new lows. It is free talk live for those of you wondering what the heck you're listening to. We are a live radio call-in program where you can take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever is on your mind. The telephone number that you need to inscribe on, you know, I don't know, a chisel on some stone or something. Use a sharpie. Know, tattoo on your firstborn's forehead backwards so backwards, you can read yeah. it in the mirror or whatever. Mm-hmm. The number 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. The start date is 0521202023. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the authentic Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. Joining me tonight, Steve Classic. And Nikki. It's that time of month. It's time for Steve Classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Captain. We 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 can't really name you Aunt Flo, so oh. <laughs> I'm only here once a month. Uh, but you, you, you every do, 28 days, you only I'm back. Show yeah. Up, yeah, you do only show up once a month. It's kind of weird. True. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's unique. But you know, everybody's got their cadence, right? Yeah. You know, so I'll be in the Shire in two months. I think we're we're happy to have you. Yeah. yeah. I make a long trip to get here. You do, yeah, and yeah. we appreciate you yeah. for it. But uh, I love being here. No better place to be than in New, in New Hampshire with the porcupines. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh. Steve had mentioned earlier, he's like, I hope X calls. Yeah. And uh, you'll never guess who's on hold right now. Oh. That person. Yeah. Of course. I They've that. been yes. summoned. Well, yeah, it's as if, it. what do they call it? Manifesting? Yep. Yeah. You've manifested. Yeah. Right. The, the Just calling. like those chicken wings tonight. Yeah. That, and that bird-a-festing? Ask and you shall receive. <laughs> yeah. I'll have 10 wings. And there they were. You were just straight winging it. <laughs> oh. I was winging it. Damn! <laughs> Damn, girl! <laughs> uh, we have uh, a good show for you in store. We have lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, first up, and I literally, ju- I mean, this was just published uh, on the 19th, so I only bumped into this, I don't know, a couple of hours ago, literally, like before I left my house to come down. Uh, Fresh, before, before breaking news. Yeah, well, I mean, it was published on the 19th, so a couple days ago. <laughs> but uh, Tohono Odom Man, that's a place, Tohono Odom, in uh, somewhere around Tucson, Arizona, I guess, because it's out of Tucson, uh, from KVOA.com, which is News 4 of Tucson. Tohono Odom Man shot and killed by Border Patrol. 
now. That's fake news. Now, at first, that you know, to those who don't live there and don't know what that is, at first that sounds like a relatively uh, innocuous uh, thing. Oh, some people were crossing the border and, and they got shot by Border Patrol, right? There's probably some... That's what you would think. There's probably some Bordertarians out there going, good, right? I'm not one of them. Uh, I think uh, state borders are uh, just the most ridiculous thing and uh, should be, uh, you know, gone the way of the dodo. But a well-respected member of the Tohono O'odham community has been gunned down by Border Patrol agents. The man's family is outraged and wants answers. According to Customs and Border Protection, U.S. Border Patrol agents from the, uh, I believe that's pronounced, I.O. station, were involved in a shooting that resulted in the death of a man. Family member says the man was respected and loved. One family member who asked not to be identified fought back tears as she told News 4 Tucson. I kept hearing the gunshots and I can't get over it. It's very sad just to know who they were shooting at. That's horrifying. So, yeah, the short short story here is that this guy, and this article will get into it, but he saw some people in his yard he figured were illegal immigrants. He called Border Patrol. Border Patrol showed up, shot him dead. Not, Not the immigrants, him, the guy who called. Mistaken identity? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to get back into this, but because of the serendipity of the summoning and uh, the manifestation, I think I think we have to go to the phones immediately. Can I summons him? Uh, sure, yeah. Are, are you ready? On the phone now. Joining us is well, Jerome. Well, hang on. I didn't do the thing. Oh. Yeah. You want to try it again? In um, three, two. Joining us now is Jerome from South Carolina. Go ahead, Jerome. You're on Free Talk Live. Greetings and salutations. Who was looking for me? Because here I am. I was. I was saying. Well, you haven't heard from Jerome in a while, but I'm only here once a month, every 28 days. Yeah, that's Steve Classic, Jerome. Well, we might. We have to expand the panel. You know, (laughs) more than Mary. I always say. If you're footing the bill, yeah, we'll do it. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about um, the guy that was asking about me. Yeah. Your new uh, compatriot. He's not new. He's here once a month and has been here uh, once a month for uh, several years now. We might have to get him on more. Yeah. He likes me. He likes me. uh, Again, if you're if you're going to pay for it, Jerome, we'll do it. I'll pay for it out of your pocket. I I would I would pay just to to have Jerome on the phone. I would pay. I'd pay for the call. How about that? I pay for the call. Like what? Like three ninety nine a minute? Yeah. Anywho. I have a I have a doozy. I mean a humdinger of a story. Yeah. Excuse me if I sound a little outdated, you know. But we got a governor here in South Carolina, and I can swear this guy's a clansman. After what I saw today, I was checking my phone for some news and stuff information. Yeah. And what what did I find? I don't know. Governor Henry. McMaster, the scumbag, dirtbag loser that he is, talked about sicking dogs on Democrats or making them so extinct that they're going to have to use dogs to find them. Now, you didn't grow up during the civil rights struggle, and I did. So sicking dogs on people, it's not funny. He said, oh, it was a joke. No, it ain't funny, okay? That it's reminds funny, me, and I'm not laughing. That reminds me of the joke that uh, Obama made. Uh, I mentioned it last night uh, when his daughter first started dating. She's 13, 14 years old. 
Uh, and so, you know, the big news was that she's got a boyfriend. And so Obama is at this this big dinner uh, and he gets up and he's like, well, so, yeah, apparently she's got a boyfriend now. I got two words for him. Predator drone. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm no, like that is that lot. is that is one of the most classless things I've ever seen. Is uh, somebody no, who's the head of so, somebody's who's the head of an empire threatening their daughter's boyfriend with a predator drone yeah. strike? Fourteen-year-old, fifteen-year-old boy. Yeah. Look, you know there's no way in hell he's going to stick a predator drone on somebody. You okay? don't know that this crap. That, oh please! Do you on. know that this hey. governor in South Carolina wouldn't sick dogs on some Democrats? Oh, I know he would. Okay, so then what's the difference? They're both politicians. I mean, how, though? We don't really know these people. We haven't had a real conversation with them about either of these comments, so I don't know if they're serious or not. Yep. Oh, you think that's not a racial threat, huh? Especially after what happened here at a local church. I mean, I didn't say it wasn't a racial threat. It could be. It's definitely a threat. I said I didn't know. That's the governor, okay? The governor. All right, that's the governor. It yeah. says something like that. I mean, I typically don't like politicians, and that's a yeah. Also, not a surprising statement yeah. for a politician to make. I was going to say also, like politicians say all sorts of things all of the time. Uh, most of them are BS, right? Most of the things that come out of their mouth are are lies, and uh, you that's know, it's not funny. That's yeah, not, it rarely I mean, is. He's not, I'm not laughing. He, he's not trying to be a comedian, apparently. So. Uh, well, we'll see what the national media has to say about this. Black probably nothing. Yeah. Yeah, probably nothing because nobody really cares, Jerome. Sadly, that's the state of the world. Why? Because they don't care about black people, right? I don't no, know don't, if it really has anything to do with why? black people. Yeah, it's... Hey, they damn sure care about Ukraine, huh? Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. They're fighting tooth and nail to save their country. But people in our own country who've been born and raised here and serve this country, they don't give a damn about them or the comments made about them, right? No, they they sure don't. I mean, the evidence proves that. Uh, It's overwhelming, actually, that they don't. Uh, They they leave these veterans to suffer all sorts of trauma, PTSD, all sorts of mental problems, physical problems uh, from, you know, being sent to foreign lands to kill people that they've never met, have no actual quarrel with. Uh, It's it's a ridiculous proposition. What's that? Can I throw something else at you? I don't know. Can you? I was in my mom's hospital room a couple of years ago, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, I told you I lost my mom. It's close to two years. It'll be July. It'll be close to two. It'll be like two years. Did you look behind the I couch? Went there. My mom was sick. My mom was sick, okay? And I was there. So this, all, as I always was to provide emotional support for her. Mm-hmm. And I get into a conversation with her respiratory nurse. And we were talking about the military. He says, oh, the only reason you got in the military is because you were black. Hey, that is a strange much, comment what? to make. Do you know how much restraint I had to use? I said, I see my mom over there in the bed sick, you know. Mm-hmm. I said, you know how much restraint I could I had to use to either not kill him with my bare hands or throw him out the damn window because we were like probably up on the fifth floor, fifth floor, floor through a, uh, an unbreakable window, you know, that they used to. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm glad you did. glass window. I'm glad you didn't, because you strike me as the type of guy that's got a thicker skin than that. Hey, you know, I said, this SOB, and it was a white dude, too. I said, this SOB don't know a damn thing about me or what I went through to qualify and get into military. He doesn't know one thing about me. 
Yeah, but you know what he knows about you? You're black. That's all he knows. Well, you got to ignore those people. Come it's on. always very concerning when I come across stories about people in healthcare positions or leadership yeah. positions or politicians, whatever, yeah. being racist. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, good. These that are the people that are taking care of people like and making laws. Yeah. Yeah, politics makes it so that the the least of men, the least of people, uh, get into power and you know take these positions. And it's, I don't know why people keep going along with it. It's a horrible system. It doesn't work. Uh, it creates nothing but pain and misery and suffering for everybody that participates in it and is subjected to it. And uh, it should just be done away with. Thanks for the call, Jerome. We appreciate you. Bye, Jerome. Oh. We dropped him. Yeah, we sure did. <laughs> uh, not behind the couch, apparently. No, no. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, uh, is the governor racist? I mean, there's probably racist governors. Sure, yeah. why not? I I'm mean, sure I'm, this one is too. But you know, you know? not only are they racist, but they're psychopaths too. Because right. the the seat is what gives them uh, the psychopathic behavior. Like, even if you test non psychopathic, if there were a test. Right, and you could uh, nope. This guy's not a psychopath. And then you got into a position of power. Make that person the mayor, yeah, or the governor, or <laughs> the, the governor, president, right. or whatever. Right. Uh, all of a sudden, that person has to act in a psychopathic way. So it's not the people; it's the chair that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what level it's at. Some people will be like, "Well, it's okay to have a chair at the local level," and it's. I mean, there's mm-hmm. some evidence to say that. Local voting is actually, you know, more effective than like national vote, that kind of right. thing. But I just don't think voting is a good way for society con- to conduct itself. Why would you let a popularity contest guide your entire society? I just don't understand that. That's the worst possible. Whoever thought of that as an idea, they're like, I got a good idea. I'll try a popularity. Con-. No, I don't want the most popular person. Well, right? no, there. Well, it's not the most popular. Well, in in a lot of cases, it is, but. Yeah. With with the president, it's not. But the president really has nothing to do with you. I mean, it, it's pseudo popularity, yeah. right? Because of the way the electoral and it's college. all it's, it's this convoluted, really like yeah. And it's like, how does that? It almost yeah. makes it worse. It, it the does. Electoral college. Yeah, it does. But then again, like, just look at fundamentally v- voting, right? Okay, so this is democracy at its worst, right? The majority of the people gets to boss around the minority. Just I mean, because that's it. just because they, they they are the majority, like no no no, that's not how it should work. That's not how freedom works, right? If you democracy want democracy, is not freedom. It though. is not. Uh, if you want freedom, then if there was, let's say, fifty one percent of the population in the United States that wanted to follow, let's say, Joe Biden, for example, they should be allowed to be led by Joe Biden. But the other forty nine percent of the people who didn't want to be led by Joe Biden, much less anybody else. They should be free to not be led by Joe Biden, but that's not the case. That's not how it works. Right. In fact, uh, what it is is it's a winners and losers thing. Oh, ha, ha, ha. We get to tell you how to Spoils. live your life, yeah. right? And you can't do anything about it. Ha, ha, ha. And it's all enforced through violence because mm-hmm. that's all the state does. Right. At any rate. So there. <laughs> yeah, Jerome, sorry about your racist governor. Uh, you know, vote, vote him out, man. You know, yeah. See, see if that can, works. See usually. if you can do that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, it always works. Vote the bastards out. Oh, wait. How did they get in? Oh, by voting. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, my bad. How'd that happen? All right. So circling back to this article from KVOA.com in Tucson, Arizona, uh, a man called Border Patrol 
and uh, Border Patrol shows up and shoots the guy who called instead of, you know, taking care of the alleged illegal immigrants. Uh, the one, uh, uh, hang on, let me find out where I was. Uh, she told News 4 Tucson she wanted people to know what happened to their loved one, Raymond Mattia. That's the man's name, Raymond Mattia. According to another family member who also asked not to be identified, Mattia was shot and killed by Border Patrol agents Thursday night. She said Mattia had called Border Patrol. He called to request for assistance because there were multiple illegal immigrants who had trespassed onto his yard, and he wanted assistance getting them off of his property. It happened in the village known as uh, Manager's Dam, a few miles from the U.S.-Mexico border. The family said Matia went outside when he saw the agents. They claimed he was just two feet away from his front door when suddenly shots rang out. All I heard, uh, sorry, I had heard all the gunshots like it was a war. I just went into shock like I couldn't believe what I was hearing. The family is still confused as to what exactly happened that night, and they want answers. They told us there was an estimated 38 shots what? fired at him. I mean, there's there can't be any reason for that, no matter what the situation was. Just standing on his front porch? There's absolutely no reason for 38 shots, unless they don't know how to... Sh- I mean, even if they did yeah. need to use their gun for any reason, 38 on one person... I mean, you don't know how to shoot, and it's kind of scary that you're Border Patrol or any sort of cop, you know? Yeah. It's like, ugh, you have a gun? That's terrifying. They told us there was an estimated 38 shots fired at him. You know that's excessive, and we want justice, and we want to know what happened and why there were so many Border Patrol out there shooting at him. They don't mention the number of agents that showed up. Two. <laughs> well, they make it sound like why they want to know why there were so many Border Patrol out there shooting at him. So they make it sound like there was more than, you know, just a couple of dudes. Uh, I mean, 38 shots for like a couple of people, that would be excessive. Yeah. But I mean, that could I mean, be three nine millimeters, right? If they're empty. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ophelia Rivas, a lifelong family friend, said Raymond was a law-abiding citizen. He was not aggressive, he was a kind man, and he was not violent. She added, he was an artist, a ceremony person, a traditional hunter. He's a traditional singer. He was always kind to his family and taking care of them however he could. She, along with others in the community, is angry. I have dealt with Border Patrol aggression and unmonitored behavior out here on Toho Odom land without any regard to the respect and to the land and to the people. So it sounds like they're Native American, yeah. the person that called. And when you're on the southern border, my guess is that uh, this person also appeared to probably be Mexican to the Border Patrol agents. So I don't know if that's where the mistake was. And because they were like, oh, brown racist. people, fire! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not speaking of racism, seem to do that. Uh, also on Thursday night, Tohono Odom police, along with the FBI and Customs and Border Protection Office of Profe- wait, also there on Thursday night. Oh, I see. So it wasn't just Border Patrol that was there. Uh, Tohono Odom police were there. The FBI were there. What? And Customs and Border Protection's because- Office of Professional Responsibility. All are investigating the officer involved shooting. 
I'm confused. Why? Maybe they showed because, up after the shooting. Yeah, to investigate. Maybe I. It, it's unclear. I just hmm. I don't know how we got from this guy calling Border Patrol because he thought there were illegal immigrants on his front yeah. lawn to he's murdered like you know ten people there. show up there's thirty eight rounds fired like how does this and I, I doubt we're gonna get answers or any sort of truthful answers yeah. welcome to the police state I mean it is here uh, it yeah. used to be uh, at some point uh, free talk live hosts and co-hosts would would warn of the coming police state. Well, guess it's what? Here. Uh, it's here. It's been here for some time now, several back, years. Back the boot. And uh, it's only going to get worse as time goes on. Uh, if you do any sort of the study of empires historically, you know that they don't, they don't sort of take themselves out. The only way empires end, typically the way empires end, is through financial collapse. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's coming too. That's coming too. So. <laughs> cool. Hopefully, we're nearing at the least, end of this. At least we have that to look forward to. The end of this horrific uh, experiment result. Yeah. But yeah, I also don't understand this at all. Uh, how you call... I mean, it, uh, there has to be dumb involved, right? Oh, of course. Somebody was just dumb. Somebody did a dumb thing. And everybody else was like, oh, I'm dumb too. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Right? You know, monkey see, feel- monkey do. I feel bad that people still believe in like police and I don't know, like I like imagine calling the police to come to help you. Yeah. I can't fathom that. Like yeah. we already know they're cold blooded killers, they're psychopaths, low IQ, like they're not going to help you. Yeah. They're gonna come here, they're gonna shoot your dog or, <laughs> or kill you, you or, shoot yeah. or your family thirty eight times. Yeah. There's just very rarely do they help. Yeah, I'm, I'm remembering a story we did where uh, they did a, a no-knock raid on, on a guy's house. Uh, they smashed in like a bedroom window and chucked a, a flashback. No, no, no. Uh, oh, they, oh they a different time. Guy, yeah, different right, time. Okay. They, they I think this was crib or something like that. Yeah, they they flashbanged a baby in, in <gasps> a crib. Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't know, like, you know, how much of a baby. It could have been like a toddler. Well, whatever. Anybody, whatever, like, yeah. Uh, I mean, young child, terrible. Anyone, it's terrible. It was They're the just wrong harassing house. people. It was the wrong house. <gasps> Why well, I didn't hear about that. I'm not surprised. The telephone number here in the studio, if you'd like to join us, is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. This is the Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. We've got a bunch more coming up, including an, a politician found passed out on drugs. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project to have a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Every month, 10% of the mining rewards go into a treasury. Anyone with one Dash to spend can put forward a proposal to the Dash masternodes to vote on. The masternodes vet the proposals and decide which ones move forward and are funded by the Treasury. In fact, that's exactly how we got this sponsorship. Nowadays, DAOs are plentiful, but Dash paved the way by doing it first, nearly a decade ago. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. 
Daily Show. And we're live. And we're on the air. And we're on the internet. And we're on like some satellite somewhere. And we're on a we're, we're on podcasts and live streams and video. Lions. Interplanetary. We are intergalactic. Yeah. <laughs> what are we? Free Talk Live. What do we do? It's a caller-driven radio show, uh, nationally syndicated. Now, well, let me let me rephrase that. A nationally syndicated radio show where, uh, no, where you know you can take you control, control the, the airwaves. airwaves. Yeah, right. I'm just trying to. Um, there's so many different facets. Uh, trying to put it all together. Sorry, Captain. Yeah, I totally understand. It's it's hard for. <laughs> It's hard for a guy who only comes in once yeah, exactly. a month, I mean, right? Yeah, to yeah. remember yeah. all the. I'm gonna have to go back to human resources training. <laughs> <laughs> I skipped the class. Oh man, it's a uh, caller-driven radio show. Call now. What's the phone number, Captain? Nikki. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Very nice. Very nice. The domestic terrorist hotline. <laughs> yes. uh, bef- if you're a domestic terrorist, <laughs> call, call now. now. Operators are standing by. Uh, Before we go on, I want to say that this hour of Free Talk Live has been brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Yeah. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction and has implemented some really cool features to ensure it is undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. Uh, Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies. It is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get, easy to use. You can start by learning more at Dash.org. And a big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. You can visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Again, Dash.org. Uh, I just want to also give them props for uh, their app. The Dash Direct. Dash Direct, yeah, yeah where you can uh, spend your Dash at some incredible, like, 150,000 locations. With a discount. And yeah, not all of them get the, get a discount. Every now and again, well, you, some you bump into discounts. a place where, but, like, you can get anywhere between 1% and 8% even. Uh, I've seen 9% at one place. So That's incredible. Like it, it depends on you know where you live and what services are near you and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing, but it's great. I really like it. I use yeah. it at the, at the Home Depot when I need to you know get something to touch up the house or whatever. Right. Uh, and in fact, if you go through their, uh, their self-checkout and you just select uh, like gift card, uh, you can just have your Dash Direct app scan, you know, the QR code through the gift card and put in the amount and bam, bam, bam. It just asks you for like a confirmation step. So it'll it'll launch your wallet for you and say, hey, do you want to spend this amount of money? And you go, yep, I do. It asks you to enter your PIN to confirm that you actually want to spend that amount. It'll spit out a receipt or email it to you if you've got a Home right. Depot account. And I was surprised. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. I, I went during sort of off hours the first time to to try it. And uh, it like I didn't even need to like it could have been the right. cr- most crowded, busy day, and it would have been just as fast. You as, don't want to be that guy who's like fumbling through your phone and like I can't get this to work. And, right. Uh, we need assistance over here on aisle two, and all the people behind you are just like, "Come on, buddy." Uh, we've got some calls holding, but I want to go to uh, I believe it was it Hanfreen. Is that your name? In Texas. Yeah, Lubbock, Texas. Yep. What's your name again? It's Anthony Garza. How are you guys doing? Anthony. Hey, Anthony. So you're calling because we were talking about 
uh, this situation with the Border Patrol, right, down in uh, yes, the Tucson area with the Tohono. Can you tell us what you know? Yeah, this is one of the few Apache tribes that have a connection with Mexico. For the Tohono O'odham, uh their original sacred lands are in the Sonoran Desert in a little village called Kitovach. And a lot of their students and children are there learning, you know, the uh, tribe. Uh, hey, uh, Anthony, can you uh, just back culture. back away from the phone a little bit? You're a little bit distorted as you're telling us the information. Oh, I'm sorry. Information. I it's okay. But anyway, the, the Tohono O'odham uh, have um, a sacred land in the Sonoran Desert mm-hmm. in a little village called Kitabach. They're one of the few Apache tribes that have a connection with Mexico. Okay. As a matter of fact, there's a treaty with Mexico that Kitabach is kind of like a reservation. A lot of the Tohono Indians send their children to Kitabach to learn the uh, culture. Okay. And, and without saying it, without sounding racist, a lot of these Indians really do look Mexican. So I think this is going to be a very interesting case. Okay. Do you know anything more than we've covered in the story about it? Are you local to it? Have you heard anything? No, I've got a few calls out to some friends over there. Hopefully they'll get back with me. Apparently uh, there was um, a little trigger happiness going on is the only thing I've heard. I mean, sounds like it. Uh, Over 38 shots, according to this article from uh, KVOA. So, I mean, it sounds like, yeah, somebody got trigger happy and... You know how cops are. If one cop starts shooting, they all want to join in. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the Bureau of Indian Affairs and the State Department definitely going to be involved with this one. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, I'm sorry, you said you're with an affiliate of ours. Is that right? Yeah, we're, I'm a KRFE in Lubbock, Texas, one of your affiliates. Okay. All right. Excellent. Well, uh, will you do Maybe, us a uh, favor as you learn more? Like, we're here seven nights a week from 7 to 10 Eastern. So if you hear more about the situation, will you call us and, and update us? Yeah, I'll certainly do it. Awesome. Uh, did you want to share anything else tonight, Anthony? Well, we're the station that trained the Buddy Holly. That's our claim to fame. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we thank you for the call, Anthony. We appreciate you. Have a good night. Uh, that's a good call. Um, so hopefully we'll learn some more details about this, uh, f- you know, straight from the locals. Uh, as a result of Anthony. Uh, let's move on. Let's go to, we've got Robert in South Carolina. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, I just wanted to say that a lot of times you refer to people um, like who are heads of state as pe- or even even mayors as, as people with power. I, I never really looked at it that way. I, I always figured that those people actually have a responsibility because you, you see, you can't really have just... Uh, a group of people like the Senate or the Congress or, or, or the citizenry uh, speaking for the government. I mean, you have to have basically, and sometimes you have to have one person who speaks for your government and who takes immediate action when it's necessary. For example, in 1973, when Golda Meir called Richard Nixon at about 3.30 in the morning, she uh, she was in desperate shape. He couldn't go to the Congress and say, hey, but, hey guys, come together. We need a decision within three hours. I mean, they were on top of Israel practically already, those five countries. He had to take immediate action. And that's why you need a head of state. It, it's not a question, like I say, of power. I mean, after 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 it was over, I mean, Nixon could have, you know, they could have taken action against. So him because there's somebody in power in another country who's doing something that you don't like, 
that's why we need to have somebody in power in another country to act upon it? That doesn't make any sense. Well, well, for, for emergency situations and for situations where you need one person to make one to make a decision quickly and to make it logically in, in behalf of a whole nation, you have to have one person at the top. You can't have a group yeah. of people. That okay, sounds so, like a terrible idea yeah, to have one person but, have control over a whole country. It's like a dictator. But, but let's back up for just a minute. Let's, yes. let's back up for just a minute. You said something about responsibility. And yes. it would be probably a better deal if the people who uh, acquire these positions of so-called power, these politicians, if they did act as if uh, you know th- th- what they have is a privilege and they had a responsibility. But I need to ask, who ultimately holds them responsible? Because it certainly isn't the people. It certainly isn't other politicians. Who is it exactly that holds these people responsible for their decisions, good or bad? In the final analysis, it's the people of the United States of America in the case of Richard Nixon in Israel. We got to decide if he did the right thing or not. We did? I, I didn't. Did you? No. Well, if it had been a mistake, we would have been all, all 300, how many of us there were at that time, would have been on top of him for sure. Oh, oh you think so? Yes. So so what about uh, when, uh, you know, I don't know, uh Pick pick a military involved. Pick Vietnam, right? Uh, what about that? That was a horrible mistake, and it was actually a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Atrocity. Uh, a, an atrocity, but uh, it was a false flag event. Yeah. That that the Gulf led of the Gulf of Tonkin that led the United States into the Vietnam War. Who holds anybody responsible for that entire war? Same situation. It's the people of the United States who went along. So with where no where were was... those where were those 300 million people holding anyone accountable? Accountable, right here at home, sitting here in the United States of America at home, and and, and Do, we, doing and we, nothing, right? Because they exactly. can't, because they don't have the guns. It's the government that has all of the guns, and they're the ones who do the enforcing. Uh, the citizenry does none of the enforcing. Uh, it is a false statement to say that the people, quote unquote, of the United States are responsible for holding these people accountable. Uh, that is what they want you to believe, but that is not how things actually work. Well, when the people of the United States decided against the Vietnam War, we got out in a flash. Actually, the reason why is because... After how many the, years? Well, I can tell you exactly. It was a very short time after they decided that everybody, all the children, even the ones... And how about, how about the lies that got us into that war? How about the um, people that were drafted that died that went there against their will? Yeah. I mean, I don't care how long it lasted. I don't care if it only lasted for a month. If people died in that time that were drafted yeah. and didn't want to go, yeah. you know? Oh, you know they did. It, well, it was the people of the United States of America who made that possible. No, no and I'm, I'm sick of this people of the United States, we, we, we collective. No, I mean, it's and that's perpetuating the issue. We're individuals and we need to act as such. You know, we need to take our power back. And we need to live our lives as free individuals, cowering under the state and living in this collective, like, fairy tale world. Yeah, and that's like, what it is. It's a delusion is what yeah, it is. Yeah, like, I don't want to be in, roped into the we. I'm not a in we, I'm final, a me. In the final analysis, it's the majority of the people of the United States of America who make these decisions. Yeah, no, and that doesn't no, involve isn't. me, though, no, you know? Isn't. And it doesn't involve the majority of the people. <laughs> you know, it's like it's a minority deciding 
for everyone. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the call, Robert. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160. Let's go on to an unscreened caller. You're on Free Talk Live. What's your name, please? Hello, caller. This is Robert from South Carolina also. Oh, it's a hat trick tonight. It is a hat trick. Oh, that's weird. Hopefully you're you're cooler. uh, (laughs) Well, I wasn't expecting to... uh, I thought there would be a screener. I don't know how I got it, through that one. N- normally there is. I made an executive decision because, well, <laughs> you're an executive. Okay, well, you did it. You I, made a good idea. I don't, uh, I don't uh, follow the rules usually. I, well, I'd, I'd like to make a, a brief comment about uh, Jerome. Okay. Uh, your caller there. I'm, I guess he must be a, a guy who calls in all the time. Is that he correct? is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's not so a chronic caller, but he's a frequent caller. Oh, he well, I'll tell you what. I know Jerome. I've never met him in my life, but okay. I've, for decades, I listened to uh, 1250 WTMA here in Charleston. And Jerome is a, I guess he just sits home all day and listens to the radio. He's like a seminar caller, calls, right? Because, oh, dude, Jerome used to have his own uh, music on a sh- on a local show, we <laughs> no way. They play the and every theme. Every time Jerome called, uh, the- Jerome, I hope you're listening, buddy. Uh, Jerome is a Marxist racist who sits home and all he thinks about is his privilege and his victimization. And I, when I I don't listen to you guys a lot, but I was sitting out here in my back patio and I heard Jerome come up and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, here's Jerome. Well, Jerome used to have on, it was called Radio Free Rocky D on 1250 WTMA. Okay. And he had his own music. They would screen his call, and whenever they let him talk, he had his own music like a WWF. uh, (laughs) Intro music. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, he had his own intro music. Yes, Jerome is a legend in Charleston. And Jerome is a racist black victim who all he cares about is him being, I don't know who did what to him, but that story he told you about him being in a hospital or whatever, nobody said that to him. They never said that to him. Nobody said that to his body. How how do you know, though? Uh, I mean, somebody could have said that to him. People don't talk like that. Yeah, they, I've I've, I've seen things like that. I'm from... I'm from South Carolina. Nobody does that. Nobody. Listen, I was born in 1972, mm-hmm. and we were taught from age one, we don't look at people like that. We don't. Everybody is equal. And I am an, I'm from an integrated school. We don't talk to people like that. I mean, and, that's very nice, so, but I... I... Unfortunately, not everyone believes that way, and there are absolutely racist people out there. Yeah, there and they are, absolutely exactly. live not, in not, South Carolina. Not, not, here, not here, no, not here from where I'm at. Especially somebody who's a professional in the nursing field. Uh, I I that. literally know racist nurses, and, <laughs> but okay, you know. Well, it, well, listen. I've, no, we still listen, love I've Jerome. Listened, I've listened to. <laughs> I've listened to Jerome for years and years and years. Does he call like he all the radio shows? Uh, a lot of them. Okay. I, I can only name one that I knew because he had his own intro. Okay, <laughs> he had his own intro, like a WWE, like a boxing match. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, 
Um, I guess I might even met him. I don't know. I've, but he may be a nice guy. But I'm telling you, this guy is blowing things way out of proportion. I live in Charleston, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. People love each other here. We don't discriminate. Uh, it's just not that way. It's not that way. He's not been, you know, he may have been discriminated against by an individual, but holy, he hasn't been discriminated against that that way. Well, I'm glad to hear that, uh, like that, you know, that there are folks like you in the area, and, uh, you know, we appreciate you uh, at least representing those who are not racist uh, in in that respect. Is there is there another caller in South Carolina? His name is Ferris. That calls a lot of talk radio shows. I don't know if you've heard him on your uh, stations. Down I mean, there. Maybe if I heard his voice, oh, okay. I, I I really only. But the name is interesting, Ferris like Bueller, my, like Ferris Bueller. Yeah, right. I, I probably know if I heard him. So he he's a seminar him. caller. He calls the Hartford radio stations. As uh, well, you know, I got you. It's like oh, here's Ferris. Okay. And it's, he always comes on like, you got to give me my one minute. Okay. And it's always like the same story and uh, he's out. Robert, was there anything else you wanted to share while we've got you? Well, uh, you know, I was a little disappointed in, uh, I, I'm not sure your lady there, what her name is. It's Nikki. Nikki. No, it's, I thought it's Ann Nikki. Nikki. <laughs> Nikki, I was a little disappointed because I'm, you know, I, I listen to AM radio while I'm in the car. Mm-hmm. I've always been a professional. I'm retired now. Uh, but I remember that story. What's, what story? The the flashbang being thrown into the baby's crib. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I know, I know for sure I was uh, employed at that time, so I didn't have a lot of time to listen to the radio. But I, I really wish you'd be more informed about those kind of details uh, because it's just unfortunate that that's that was a popular story. I mean, um, how long ago did this happen? I would say that was at least four or five years ago, gentlemen. Yeah. I don't know if you know, but those kind of things. Uh, because I have the same views you guys have a lot, you know, and that is gross, gross negligence on police department mm-hmm. uh, on the police department's part to do something like that. And they do they get away with that crap all yeah. the time. Unfortunately They're, there are thousands uh, of those stories and yeah. we cycle through them. Yep, you're right. You know? You're right. You're absolutely so, right. You're I think this right. might be I just, you know, did a quick search uh, for uh flashbang baby crib. Uh this was the first thing that popped up from InsideEdition.com, published in December of twenty fourteen. A grand jury in Georgia has decided not to indict in the case of a baby who was severely injured after a cop threw a stun grenade into a home during a SWAT raid. I also just want to put something into perspective. I was 16 years old in 2014, so let's just, uh, (laughs) you know, just... uh... Well, okay. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll I'll, I'll cut you some slack on that. (laughs) Because I I have daughters that are way older than you, so... Hey Robert, we appreciate the oh, I call. Gonna, I was going to ask Robert oh, go what kind of what kind of birds are in the background there, tweeting away. Yeah, do you got parakeets? Oh or gosh, uh, going crazy. I have no idea. Or, or did you just recently hit your head? Yeah. Or is it a car alarm they're, going they're off? Probably blue jay, blue jays, cardinals, and Carolina wrens. <laughs> awesome. Thanks uh, for the call. We appreciate you. Uh, or did you just hit your yeah. head? <laughs> you know the Tweety Bird. Tweety Bird. Yeah. yeah. It's got X's on his eyes. You know, you know. 
Well, I mean, man, that was some good calls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Three from South Carolina. Yeah. It's a hat trick. That's, right on. Like Go it. South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, Keep it did. up. Thank isn't you, G- South isn't Gigi Carolina. from South Carolina? Gigi? She um, comes from, or she comes from North Carolina. I thought it was Florida for some reason. Oh. I don't know. Well, Gigi, <sighs> call in and tell, tell us where tell you're us where, from. <laughs> just say you're from South Carolina. Uh, We're trying to prove a point here. Yeah. So let's see. We got, uh, you know, a, a recap on cops chucking, you know, flashbangs into mm. baby's cribs. We got uh, uh, 38 shots down in a guy, uh, Tohono. A, a guy on a, yeah, on a, on a, you know, part of an Indian tribe calling the Border Patrol to get some illegal immigrants off his land. The Border Patrol shows up, kills him. Yeah. The, not, not the immigrants, the guy who called. Right. I, what, what are the? Uh, I mean, what are the impl- implications if you do if someone is in your home? If you're on that reservation, I I don't know what the reservation law is down there, so I I can't really speak intelligently about right. it. Right, but well, it's a rhetorical question. I assume the reservation law is similar to you know any other place like where you stand have, your ground. You have a you know right to defend your home and your property and that right. kind of a thing. Right, uh, I feel like that's a reasonable assumption i could be mm-hmm. wrong right. uh my guess would be that uh, that they were not coming into his home or he had asked them to leave and that's why he called so that's i'm just guessing right if he didn't do that then that's probably his they could bad. be following that latest but TikTok at the same time of, of breaking into people's houses uh, well, going into the wrong house trend? i just saw that that was a tiktok trend did you people, start the trend i did not oh, i don't okay. have i don't have the tiktok Okay. All right. <laughs> the TikTok. I thought you were going to say, I don't have the cat burglar I don't skills. Have the, I don't have the TikTok. No, I do He's not. like, no, I got the skills. I just don't have the TikTok. No, people just are, are just walking into the wrong house and filming it. And it's just supposed to be funny? And it's supposed what? to be, like, I don't yeah, know until what, they get shot. Because I think these people were getting killed, like, showing up in yeah. the wrong driveway last month. Oh, and, my God. Yes, it, no, I, I heard yeah, about that. I or the York. people um, accidentally got, like, right. tried to get into the wrong car because, it, you know, sometimes I've done that before. You know, you drive a silver Toyota Corolla or whatever, <laughs> right. some common generic a car. A Ford Escort. Like, there's yeah, billions of exactly. them. Yeah, exactly. So White. you accidentally get into the wrong car. And, I mean, yeah, they right. got shot. I had that coming out of uh, one of these... Uh, you know, office uh, supply type places like an a, office depot, something like that, but yes. not that one. Oh, okay. Uh, and I just I don't want to give anybody publicity. Either. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Despot. the exact same kind of car, same color, yeah. like same year. Key doesn't work. But just like two spots down on the other side of the the row, and I'm like, why isn't my key working? And then I like look in through the window, and I'm like, that's not my stuff. Oh, it's not yeah. my car, right? You have that Who moment. Who put all this right. stuff in Yeah, you here. have that moment where you're like, wait a minute, what's going yeah. on? Captain, what are all those Michael Jackson CDs doing on the front seat? <laughs> it's not your car. <laughs> why you got to bring up pedophiles? <laughs> classic. classic. Being classic. classic. That's very classic. It's classic, classic. Yeah. Right? <laughs> So if you say something and it stands the test of time, it's classic. It's classic, classic. classic. <laughs> department of redundancy department. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. So the moral of the story here is, kids, <laughs> call nine one two. Four one one. Figure out another way. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, sometime this cell four one one app will you know yeah. be the thing or something like it right. will will be the thing yeah, that your friends, that whatever. allows you to crowdsource. Your emergency response to your preference. Call before you dig. And and you'll have, oh, I don't know, something that resembles a market choice 
for your protection services or your fire services yeah. or your ambulatory services uh, instead of... Or no services, what you have depending now. on what you want. Hour number two of Free Talk Live is coming up. We've got more in store. It's Free Talk Live. Saddle again? Wow, wow, wow. It is Free Talk Live. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. You can join us on air. Have you ever wanted to be on the radio? 603-283-6160. That's the number here in the studio. You can join us. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Steve Classic. And Nikki. <laughs> I thought it was not, just not Nikki. to be not to be Nikki. confused with, with Snicky, <laughs> right. which yeah. is that's your you alter know. ego. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's like uh, when you're, so, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we, I'm just Nikki on Wednesdays. Just on Wednesdays. Yeah. Just Nikki. Not and no. Nikki. Nikki, you're, you're unjust. Wilson. <laughs> I am listening. Damn, Captain. I'll just go. I'm also talking. <laughs> Why would you want to go? It's not Wednesday. Wow. <laughs> uh, you brought in some stories today, didn't I you? I did. Yeah. Should we talk about one of them? Sure. Take your pick. How about uh, how about the politician? Yeah. Oh, let's do yeah. it. Yeah. In lieu of a number two story. Yeah. I mean, politicians are number two. So, yeah. you know, this will be our... Our, our number two story for yeah. the night. Awesome. It's not... It's a great picture, It's too, not traditionally I mean. number two, but yeah, it's number two nonetheless. Yeah, switch it up a little bit Number two nonetheless. You know, number we're, two-ish. We're flexible here. After the show, I gotta go take a politician. Synonym. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I'm done, I will wipe my politician. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is from the freethoughtproject.com. Here's the headline. You have a crack pipe in your hand. Politician found passed out while smoking fentanyl-laced crack. I mean, who doesn't that happen to? Totally a normal thing. And no, it's not Hunter Biden, who is not a politician. Not a politician. He's the son of a politician. He's an artist. Yeah. Artist. Uh, I really, really want to get into this, uh, (laughs) but we have some calls to get to. So let's go over here to Bata, also known as Major Payne. You're on Free Talk Live. Yeah. I, I bet you he might know Hunter Biden. <laughs> and as far as 38 shots, I don't think I could have stood up after that onslaught, even if all the shots came yeah, out of the Yeah, who could, really? I mean, that's that's a lot. That's a yeah. lot, 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 lot of lead. No, I'm talking about even if all the shots came out of a bottle, you couldn't stand up after <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I I have been known to have a high tolerance, but I think 38, 38 shots yeah. would, Might would, do it. would do me in. <laughs> yeah, well, a fifth is like 30, 32, so, I mean, if you're banging them and oh, you so ain't chasing it. Really not that much, then. <laughs> if, you, if you have an et, 
you're in trouble. <laughs> a buddy of mine's great grandpa was a serious alcoholic, and the family did the best they did to keep booze away from him. Yeah. But somehow or another, he got a hold of a fifth of Jack Black, locked himself in the bathroom, chugged it down, and died. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's that's a way to do it. That's my escape route. I with, don't also with a, a a bottle of Tylenol PM. I don't uh, advocate that, but you know, at the same time, uh, it should be your choice uh, if you want to go, and yeah. if you do, it should be your choice on how to how to do it. Uh, so, uh, however, that seems excessive. You know, also kind of a waste uh, of whiskey. I think it was just. You know, Grandpa, I don't think he wanted to go. I think he just wanted to get drunk. Yeah. They've been against him so long, you know? Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's, but, that's, uh, not, that's not at all the story I called in about. I want to tell your recollection of old River Dave, speaking of lost callers, but before that, I'm going to tell you a tale of when I called the cops because a bunch of bikers showed up on my property okay. to steal my horses. Okay. I had one that was mine. Wait a minute, wait a minute. uh, I'm sorry. I I immediately don't believe you. You immediately don't believe me? Yeah, ask me why. You don't believe me. Why? Why don't you believe me? Well, because if bikers showed up, they wouldn't steal your horses. They would steal your motorcycles. Otherwise, they're horsemen, not bikers. They want horsepower, not horses. This bike club was a joke. They called themselves the Norsemen. They all rode seven fifty four Hondas. Uh, Not one of them had a hardly dangerous. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call them bikers. I would call them motorcycle enthusiasts. Well, that's what they called themselves. So I'm just, you know, like I deal with Ariel. I'll call her what she wants to be called. <laughs> okay, fair. That's fair. So anyway, these jamokes show up in like a Fiat and a Nissan and uh, an old rusty pickup truck hauling a, a horse trailer with no lights, no plate, no nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife had befriended this broad earlier, and we agreed to board her horses. Okay. And she owed me like over $1,400 in feed and boarding. And turns out that the fellow she was divorcing actually held the paper on the horses. Okay. So I got him to sign them over. I had all this paperwork in my hand. And these bikers show up. So I'm out there defending my place with an old double-barrel shotgun, and I got three or four of them in my face, and one little peg-leg bastard, he'd had been amputated somehow or another. He had a metal contraption leg, and I, he, he uh, reached behind his back, and I knew he was packing a pistol. I could see the bulge when he turned around one time, and I knew what he was reaching for, and when he did that, this other crazy biker broad jumped over his shoulder and schmucked me in the eye. While this is all going on, three or four of them go around the other side of the horse pen because it was the ball field on the backside. I mean, it was kind of like public property. Okay. And they snip a couple wires and steal the damn horses and get them in the trailer. Well, by the time the cops show up, I'm standing there holding my gun. None of these bastards got a license. They got no papers on the horses. They got no plates on their trailer. They got no lights. And the cops let them leave with my horses. Because the woman that my wife had befriended had a uh, husband that was, they were trying to send up the river for pedophilia. He ended up killing himself. I don't know if it was true or not, but. 
this this woman was evil. I knew her later in life too, and she basically gave her daughter away to a twenty year old guy when she was thirteen. Did, did did you get your horses back? No, I never did. They well, like I said, they was only mine on paper and only from it. And then old Todd went and killed himself. Well, sorry to hear that, so, dude. Yeah, it, it was a it was a hard, it, it, but it don't make you trust the police at all. <laughs> I mean, and nor should you. But anyway, you remember old River Dave? Yeah. It's been a while since we've heard from him. I know. I I believe he's dead, dude. He was probably 85 last time I heard him call. Yeah. I I think he uh, was 87 maybe. I don't remember. But, yeah, certainly he's, you know, up there. Pretty close, man. He was was creeping up on his 90s. Yep. But, uh, you know, the military now has got the problem refilling their ranks. And because they've been demanding this vaccination BS, right? Right, right. And uh, there was a story old River Dave told. I think he said he was like 1957. I believe he joined the Air Force. And, uh, you know, once you sign the paper, you're government property. They'll put in you whatever the hell they want to put in you. Sure. Mm -hmm. So there's like, I don't know, 75, 80, 90 guys, maybe 120, and they give them all this max, uh, you know, them pneumatic needles the military's got? Yeah. They go through and whack them all. And then they get him out in the sunlight, and uh, two guys, next, not not next to him, but like a couple, three guys down, and then a couple guys right behind him, and then the dude right in front of him just fell over dead within like 35 seconds after standing still and letting their heart rate come to pass. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to be nobody's damn guinea pig. Right. And when you do sign up for the military or really join any other government program, uh, you do, in effect, become their property and their guinea pigs. Right. You become a, you're, you're a name, rank, and a serial number. You have a serial number. You have I to mean, come to authority. Don't most of us have serial numbers? We do. They're called I mean, social security yeah, numbers. Social security yeah. numbers, but you have mm-hmm. a serial number in the military. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to share, Major? Oh, okay. nah, that's all that comes to mind, but I think it was all right. You guys are talking a good show tonight. Hey, thanks for the call, Major. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160. Let's move on to Ricky from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. That's the Confederate Commonwealth. Thank you for yeah, the correction. You know what? That's good. That joke's getting a little old, and that's all that it was, you know? But, uh, wait, wait. You know, wait. Is, you know, is the joke as old as you? Huh? Is the joke as old as you? No, I'm way damn older than that. I'm turning 50 December 25th of this year. Uh, oh, wait, so. wait. Your birthday's on, on Jesus Day? That is not Jesus' birthday. First of all... I didn't I say it was his birthday. I said it was Jesus' day. It's actually... Technically, it's Jesus' Eve. Well, first of all, I mentioned it years ago about being a Gnostic. And, you know, I I was a Gnostic since I was... Uh, in my early twenties, at wait, the wait, level where wait. you could actually—I'm sorry—you're agnostic or agnostic? No, agnostic. Okay, I just want to be clear. Like with a G, and that, I mean, and then at this point, I'm a high-level gnostic. And in all honesty, I—you know—I had something else in mind, but you know, I—you know—the people that are hosts on this show understand that. And one day in the future, I'm going to talk to Ari about it because I think it was something that really interests her. Hopefully soon. You know, but back on the G, I'm saying this is Jesus's birthday. 
you know, the reality is that's a very old pagan holiday. It's old. Who knows how old it is? And that was just, that was just picked out, you know, to be acceptable to the Romans, who are now, you know, to Romans and also now the the, the followers uh, of the Jesus movement, you know, that were monotheists. Oh, now my gosh. I, going into polytheism, you know? I just had it's an epiphany. Do you know what it's an epiphany is? Huh? Do you know what an epiphany is? Yes. I, I just had one. I, I now understand better, Ricky, from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. You were one of those. You were one of those kids who got the combination birthday Christmas present, didn't you? Uh, now, yeah, I am, and you know what? Yeah. It was even worse than that sometimes, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, people didn't even remember my birthday. Everybody's out there with their right. happy ho ho and all that stuff. And you want to know something else that's worse? On my birthday, ever since. Santa Claus drank out of a Coke bottle. The year after, it's the highest rate of suicide of every day of the year. Happy birthday, Ricky from the Commonwealth. <laughs> wow. You know? But I mean, one of these days, I'm going to get more into Gnosticism. I got to be careful with it because it's such a broad concept. But really, when it comes down to it, it's esoteric knowledge and mysticism. And at a high level, I mean, I'm, of course, you know, into both, you know? And I mean, it's funny because Arya and me have one thing in common. Christians both think we're evil. Um, <laughs> you know? And we're not, you know? I mean, I'm not, you know? I mean, you know, I'm not fully 100%. I don't know a whole lot of Arya's Satanism as far as she practices it. I really don't know. Maybe I, I'm hoping yeah, I can have to call and ask her about her. it. I think she's still on Wednesdays, right? Well, I hope Wednesdays, I can right? talk to her yep. about it before she, you know, has to go off, you know? So, yeah, uh, you should call Wednesday when she's on. Well, you know what? I'm going to, and, and probably the oh, I'm best sure you are. for me to, well, I mean, maybe you can mention it to her before even I do it, because the best way to approach Nazism, I mean, I don't know what she knows about it, because she likes to ask people I would, questions. I, I don't know how know? much she knows, but I would be willing to bet she is well-versed on it. Right. So, I mean, it's probably better she kind of just, talks to me kind of about it because like a lot of listeners past what I just told you, you know, I might give a brief synopsis of like what a what the Gnosticism is and what a Gnostic is. But, you know, you know, you, people aren't going to dig it, you know, it's going to be too much probably for them, especially with the mysticism. Well, Ricky, you know, I mean, yeah. Hey, thank you for the call. I'll mention it to her and you can call Wednesday. 603-283-6160 is the number if you'd like to join us. Uh, getting back to our regularly scheduled content, what were we talking about? Calling from South Carolina. No. If we have another caller from oh, South Carolina, right. we the, can go to the record. The the crackhead politician. Ah, oh, uh, yes. You have a crack pipe in your hand. Politician found passed out while smoking fentanyl-laced crack. The scene is a jarring glimpse into the realities of the drug epidemic that plagues America. Uh... I mean, he would have been fine if it was just regular crack. Oh, oh, okay, but like, what about the mm, the delusion epidemic? The delusion that people are under that politicians are legitimate in any way, shape, or form. Hmm. He must have a tough job. I mean, I don't care that he's doing drugs, but I do care that he's a politician. Right? Yeah, if he was just yeah. a regular dude, like, no. do drugs, I don't care. Now think about yeah. it, he, he probably bought those drugs with his salary, which were which his salary is paid by the taxpayers. Ah, that means you bought those drugs. We bought the drugs. 
the people in that town did. He didn't even share. No, right. That's, yeah, it's kind of kind of rude. It's kind of the the public's drug. Cranston, <laughs> Rhode Island, is where this took place. Apparently, the rampant hypocrisy and double standards often seen in the world of politics took a hard hit recently. Oh. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> a hard hit. It took a hard hit recently when police in Rhode Island <laughs> passed out in a rare move of accountability arrested a city council member who was found asleep at the wheel with a glass pipe in hand. Wait, in, in a happens. rare... What was that? We'll read that again. In a rare... In a rare move of accountability. <laughs> they arrested him. They, they arrested city council member Matthew Riley, a Cranston city council member uh, who has since resigned from his position. In a one-sentence letter, Riley said... <laughs> Does that really one, qualify one, as a letter? One sentence letter. Does that really qualify as a letter? Sorry, I quit. <laughs> he says, quote, I hereby submit my resignation as the Ward 6 City Council person effective you know immediately. This is like when you put in a two weeks notice at a job and they're like, okay, we need it in writing. So you're like, I put in my two weeks notice. This is my last day. You know, like bare minimum, like fine. You want me to write something down on a piece of paper so you can have it for your records that yeah. I quit. Here it is, written on a bar napkin. <laughs> I uh, um, need so, double spaced. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there are any states left that are not what they call at will employment states. But at will employment states uh, have no. There's no legal repercussions if you don't give two weeks notice. Right? It's it's sort of a customary thing to give your two weeks notice. Right? Yeah. Uh, some people find it disrespectful if you don't, but there's no compelling reason for anybody to do so. If you want out of your job, you just quit right now. Yeah, just stop showing up. You don't Hank, even have Hank, to quit. Hank Williams style, take this job and shove right. it. You well, know? a lot yeah. of cor- a lot of corporate. If you say you're going to quit, they they'll, they'll you're out right now. Yep, yep. that does happen. We're, we're changing your passwords. Your email is no longer active. Yep. Like, You're out of the building. It's like a messy breakup. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. you don't like me? Yeah. Get yeah, I, out. We're I, escorting you to the parking lot. I did work for a company where uh, they were letting some people go and like through a cavalcade of comical situations, uh, the people doing the letting go didn't show up until after these people showed up for work. Oh, so they already started working? Well, they couldn't because they had changed uh, overnight. Oh, they had awkward. changed all their, and so they got they sat down oh. at their computers. They were able to. They didn't cut their badges off because they knew they had to sit down and talk to them and let them clean yeah. out their desk. But they changed all their passwords, so they show up for work. Just like you know, they put yeah. their lunch away. <laughs> they talk with the coworkers. You know, get coffee, <laughs> go have a cigarette, whatever it is, right? And and then they sit down. And they're like, oh, I can't get in. I, Hey, can you open a ticket for me for with IT? Because I, I can't, right? And I'm like, sure, I'll open a ticket for you. Dear IT, I think you're about to fire these people, but they're asking for their password. Please help. Right? That was my ticket for them. Oh, man. The best way to do it is if you, on a Friday, you just have a fire drill and get everyone out into the parking lot, lock the building and say, all right, we're cleaning that, out your desks. Is that the best way? That's the best way. It used to be they would they would let people go on Fridays so that they could avoid, yeah. you know, at the end of the day on a Friday, they could avoid any sort yeah. of, but they've changed that now. It's a different day. And I don't know what day it is. It's like a Wednesday or something. Huh. Like I, I've never worked a Monday through Friday job, so I don't know. Oh, you're lucky. Yeah. yeah, I'm more of a. Yeah. I've never gotten fired. Weekend worker. Yeah. I mean, here I am doing this on the weekend. So yeah, I, yeah. but this is cool, yeah. and we probably mm-hmm. might not get fired. 
I'm actually, you know, I'm 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 kind of looking forward to getting, you know, getting fired or getting thrown off a job or something because you know the whole like go go big or go home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll go home. Yeah, like I really don't. I really don't care. But I will go go home. Yeah, I really don't care to help you out. (laughs) All right. So getting back to Matthew Riley, a Cranston City Council member, who was uh, found passed out with a crack pipe in his hand. The event unfolded when police responded to a 911 call and discovered Riley passed out in his car. Body camera footage released this week shows Riley awakening with a start after a, a startle, I think. that is Startle, yeah. yeah. Typos in these. Yeah. And it's not really a typo. They should have put a comma here, but they didn't. Uh, anyway, uh, Riley awakening with a start after an officer shook him awake. Isn't that assault? A cop touches you with that um, yeah. yeah. Well, if not technically, if you're passed out and might be overdosed... Could be dead. Yeah, yeah I guess they yeah, gotta check if you're dead. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. The scene is a jarring glimpse into the realities of the drug epidemic that plagues America. One that clearly knows no demographic boundaries and impacts all walks of life. It's just so dumb because people have been saying this, but now that it's politician, they're like, oh, wow. It's the drug epidemic. This is, looks like it's uh, affecting the rich white people now. We really so, have to do something. Wow. Like, this is, yeah, you know, like, uh, you know such an the, epidemic. End the war on drugs and legalize everything and let people get medical treatment when they need it without having to, you know, feel like yeah. they're a criminal to get the help that they so desperately need. You might avoid situations like this, but no, but no, politicians won't do it because of the war on drugs. Well, this guy might have, but he resigned. (laughs) In the footage, the officer can be heard saying, you were literally choking in your sleep. Someone was flagging me down about it. To which Riley responds with a defense about his sleep apnea, only to be countered by the officer pointing out the crack pipe in his hand. It's not crack. It's you know, a sleep uh, apnea drug. It's my, it's my CPAP machine. It's a, it's a glass pipe. Uh, crack pipe isn't a CPAP machine? Oh, my oh. bad. Upon questioning, Riley initially denies the presence of any drugs in his vehicle. <laughs> Oxygen. A statement that police would later reveal to be false. No way. I, well, who would have yeah. thunk it? They reportedly discovered crack laced with fentanyl a deadly combination that's been contributing to a skyrocketing number of overdose deaths, along with other drug paraphernalia in his car. Now, I'm going to play conspiracy theory here. Okay. Uh, Hold that thought, Captain. Coming up, we'll find out (laughs) what the Captain's conspiracy theory about this particular politician being found with a crack pipe in his hand is, and you can decide if his theory has any validity. And you can tell him so by calling 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is on the way. Free Talk Live listeners, we are asking you for a favor. 
As you perhaps already know, Ian Freeman, the founder of this program, was recently convicted of various victimless crimes and is facing up to 20 years in prison. We can argue all day as to if the jury was mistaken, but that's not going to get us anywhere. What will be helpful is for you to write a letter to the Honorable Joseph LaPlante about Ian's character, how he helps the community, and why you think he deserves a light sentence. Saying things that give your opinion weight with government workers will help, such as if you've held office, perhaps you were in the military, you did some volunteering, you had a stellar career, whatever it is, these are things that you would want to mention in your letter. Ian has been a selfless guy that has always tried to do what he thinks is the right thing. It would be a sincere tragedy if he had to spend any time in prison. We do need these letters quickly, so don't put it off. Send your letter for Ian Freeman to 63 Emerald Street, number 610, Keene, New Hampshire, 03431. If you didn't get that all written down, that's okay. All the information you need is over at letters.freetalklive.com. That's letters.freetalklive.com. Thank you in advance. All right. So we were talking about this politician, Mr. Riley, uh, who, uh, Matthew Riley, uh, out of Rhode Island, a city council member, found passed out in his car with a crack pipe. What do city council members do? What do any politicians do? It's like the board of selectmen. They just focus so on, yeah. they, they do nothing and focus on re-election. Okay. They sign some paperwork and, yeah. you know. We need to have a street paved. Okay. How much appropriate? $6,000. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fill in the potholes and take out the garbage. That's government's number one obligation to the people, I think. Uh, so, uh, in the footage, an officer can be heard saying, you were literally choking on your sleep. Uh, to which Riley responded with a defense about sleep apnea. Upon questioning, Riley initially denies the presence of drugs. Uh, They reportedly discovered crack laced with fentanyl, a deadly combination that's been contributing to a skyrocketing number of overdose deaths along with other drug paraphernalia in his car. All right, so I had a conspiracy theory about this. My conspiracy theory is this. What if this politician was buying his crack from, you know, local crack dealer? And the crack dealer is like, you know what? I don't like politicians. Maybe I'm going to sell this guy the laced stuff and maybe he'll die. Keeps jacking up my taxes. Yeah. This guy. Yeah. I'll show <laughs> you. I'll show yeah. you. Yeah, that's not how it goes in the hood or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, wherever, wherever his crack dealer is from. I don't know. Just a theory. I mean, he's probably Could in a be. nice neighborhood. It's just a theory. <laughs> the real question is, how do we get a bunch of other politicians yeah. on drugs? <laughs> and connected with this particular dealer. Right. Right. The dealer network. It's just a question, people. It's just a and question. And it's just a conspiracy theory. It's not a fact. Right. Just a theory. Oh, we have uh, callers waiting. I mean, let's go to them. Let's go to Shortwave Surfer on our SIP call-in line, which you can find all about over at sip.freetalklive.com. Shortwave Surfer, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, first of all, um, hello, everyone. And with this politicians thing, with the politicians and drug dealers, drug dealers not liking politicians raising their taxes, it's just like 
how cops are treated in prison. You don't want to go to prison if you're a cop. It's a bad, bad place to be. Yeah. So you but, think um, politicians don't want to go to jail? I yeah, mean, I would, I would, I would think politicians would not want to raise taxes on drug dealers. <laughs> if they get uh, particularly if they're doing drugs, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Nice fentanyl laced cocaine, cocaine or whatever crack or whatever, and just uh, pass away peacefully in their sleep. Boy, what? Do, I wonder if the bartenders can get in on this in Washington D.C. When Congress comes out to mm-hmm. drinking, you know, slip them a Mickey or something. I don't know. <laughs> nice. My <laughs> so, so my the reason I called yeah. was actually about cell four one one. You mentioned it earlier. I did, and it makes and it makes some sense. But I do have a, a question, okay. and that's if cell four one one is going to be used uh, to connect people with like emergency services or police services or whatever. How would this uh, this work without the police or whatever getting upset about it? So, like, if somebody's breaking into my house and I use my cell phone one to contact my friends, yep. and my friends are going to come over to my house, yep. but they can't do anything about the, the thief or whatever, because if they do, then they're going to be in trouble with the cops. Well, so you're, like if, you're supposing that the cops are going to show up anyway. That's true. We're but talking like, about example, we're right talking now, about replacing nine one one with this app where you know you get to choose who is on your emergency response lists, right? So, oh, if there's a fire at your house, uh, you call, you know, you hit this button and it calls, you know, all of these people, or a whole different group of people. You got cops in your face. Oh, I'm going to call these people instead. Yeah. Uh, or you have a security concern. I'm going to call these people instead, right? So you can tailor. The idea is that you get choice, which you don't get with government right now, right? So you get to pick and choose who's coming, who you're going to call, for what situations, and if you don't have a big enough like social circle or like I I like to call it a safety circle within cell four one one, there are, uh, as I understand it, I I you know this isn't in place yet to my knowledge, but there are groups that you can join. Uh, I would imagine in the future there would be groups that you could subscribe to, uh, you know, sort of as a, as a free market, uh, you know, sort of thing. Almost like a club, a security club in you your know, town. Call it a friendly society. Yeah. You know? Because, like, while the cops exist, uh, like, while the cops and cell 401 both exist, mm-hmm. my emergency contact network is not going to want to respond to, say, a thief in my house and shoot the guy. It depends, depends on where you live. I, th- I think it depends on where you live. And who your friends are. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean it, and perhaps that is an indication that that particular person should not be on that particular list of yours. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Where you, so the idea is that you make these agreements in advance, right? So if Steve lives down the road from me uh, and I go, hey, Steve, uh, you want to be on my uh, you know, emergency, call emergency list. list for uh, security? Uh, well, what does that entail? And we'll work out the details of what it entails and yeah. what kind of situations. I'll bring my golf clubs and we're good. Yeah. And, and if he agrees, great. Then he's on the list. So the idea is to get people's agreement before you put them on these lists. <laughs> right. It's not you're having a party at your house. Come on over. Right. Yeah. Although you could probably have that as well. <laughs> you could. There you go. Surfer, you'd be on my party list. Sweet. <laughs> Anything else you want to say? No, that's all. Hey, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160. If you'd like to join us, we have some more calls. Let's go to them. 
let's go to unscreened caller. Uh, you are on Free Talk Live on the air right now. What is your name, please? Is it me? It is you. What's your name, please? Oh, I'm Walt. Hey, Walt. I'm Walt. Hey, what's up? You're on the air. Uh, I'm going to give you another uh, South Carolina caller. Sweet. Wow, it is South Carolina. (laughs) Wow, sure is. Yeah, thank you. That's four. What is on your mind, Walt? Say again? What is on your mind? Uh, I was just going to comment on some of the uh, earlier comments from South Carolina, like Jerome calling in. Okay. You know, he used to call in to a lot of the local morning stations. And I don't know, everything he says is about race and this and that, and you never really can have a, a, a good conversation. But apparently you guys are familiar with him. Oh, yeah. you probably already know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, his... His topics don't vary very much. You know, there's not a lot of uh, breadth in yeah. what he yeah. what he calls in about. Democrat, Republican, CNN. left, right, black, yeah. white, you know, yeah. very the, you know, the duopoly. He'll basically say whatever opposite you say. So, or think. Um, I think you know the I funny don't... thing about Jerome's calls to this show in particular um, he just has us pegged as, you know, right-wingers or Republicans. So it kind of just makes the calls comical to me yeah. <laughs> because he'll say things that he think will thinks will trigger us. And we're like, nah, dude, we totally agree with you. You're Trump supporters. You know? Yeah. Like, what? Or, no, you've got it wrong. It's actually this instead, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So well, know, it just makes me laugh. He does. He says whatever is opposite. Um, I'm glad you have in Jerome, where I live, Jerome is a, at least he used to be a regular caller into local radio, but at least you don't have Malcolm yet. I don't think you do. I'm oh, not sure. don't curse us. I, I don't know who that person is, but it, you know, sometimes He's manifesting. Yeah. You're manifesting that for <laughs> or, us or Malcolm festing. <laughs> he's got his own, he's got his own party already. He hasn't even called yet. He's going to have his own okay. theme. <laughs> Jerome has well, some theme. The, the, the two of them. Um, uh, but I love you guys' show. Um, oh, I'm thanks. actually from Derry. I've been living down here for 30 years. Derry, New Hampshire, so, you mean? Yeah. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. My parents are still up there, and my sister lives in Barrington. Are you coming up so, for uh, Forkfest or Porkfest? Uh, I don't know if I'm going to come up in the summer. Uh, I always come up for Christmas. Okay. They come down for Thanksgiving. That's Ricky's birthday. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, 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 it's a regular thing. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, I still enjoy New Hampshire. So, right. uh, And I know a lot of people that went to Keene State. Uh, uh, Keg Stand University? <laughs> Is that what you call it? That's that's what somebody, uh, uh, a guy who uh, used to host or co-host this show, uh, actually went to Keene State University, and he's the one that I got that from. He calls it Keg Stand University because, well, you know, all the kids want to drink. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I thought it was hilarious. But anyway, I I really just wanted to make that quick comment that I listened down here 
I'm in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, which is a suburb of uh, Charleston. It's like Bedford to Manchester. What uh, station do you listen to? WTMA. The one of your callers mentioned that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Say again. No, I just I'm just saying that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So I listen to you guys all the time because uh, I I like live radio. You know, instead of pre-recorded reruns, right? Run all the time. It's tough know, to so. it's tough to call into the show if it's a rerun. You can't, yeah, well, yeah, the lines are always busy. Yeah. So um, I just wanted to tell you I enjoy your show. Uh, stay away from Jerome and Malcolm if he ever calls. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, we got it. Well, hey, uh, thank you so much for the call, and feel free to call us again, okay? 603-283-6160. It is a South Carolina kind of day. Yeah. What, what Jerome, is that, number five? Can Jerome call back? No. See, we no. Had, we had two Roms. He's probably had another try, station. Two but... Roberts, a Jerome, and then this guy. Was there a fifth one? No, was, that was four. Was that, I think. Four? that was the fourth was one four. from South Carolina. May the fourth be with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving right along, let's go to another unscreened caller. What is your name, please? You are live on the radio. This is Talk. Tango Alpha Whiskey Kilo. What? Talk. Talk? Who? Talk. Tango. Tango Alpha Whiskey Kilo. Talk. Hey, Talk. Calling from the the great would-be state, or, or excuse me, the would-be great state of Texas. What is on your mind tonight? Why are you calling? Well, I lied to you guys. I I called earlier. I was like a minor bird. I heard something that said, uh, you know, I don't like you guys, but I love you. No, BS. Right? Actually, I like you, and I'm trying very much to love you. That's the real <laughs> truth. <laughs> anyway, so so here's a challenge. I've got a challenge for you. Okay. Now I'm the guy. I'm the guy that read everything that Ayn Rand wrote. Okay. And I'm curious. I've got a challenge, and you can't complete it tonight. I've got a challenge for you. It's uh, I don't like the expression "devil's advocate." How about something like uh, "best contrarian"? (laughs) Be your best contrarian. Okay. Mm -hmm. I want you. I want to get some arguments against what not. Now, not against New Hampshire seceding. More power to you. I hope you succeed. I'll I'll move there. I'll give up everything I own. I'll sell everything, and I'll move if you you succeed. Well, so that's that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for people to move here and help us succeed. I'm I'm anticipating your response, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. My challenge is for you to play the best contrarian and give me arguments. I want to know if you understand. And I don't want you to, you know, minor. I love the minor bird. What a beautiful creature, you know. I don't want you to parrot anything you've heard or do any kind of minor response. But I want you to to tell me in your own words, work up something in your in your free time. Okay, what is it? <laughs> We're kind of like <laughs> arguments, arguments against libertarian now. Libertarian. Now, what I want you to focus on, especially on crime, on the on the on the evils or the the uh, 
the problems with our world, when you're talking about bribery, corruption, when we're talking about the police. police I mean, I've heard uh, hundreds uh, of arguments against libertarianism yeah, all day, so yeah. I mean, I could parrot some, but so you want not us to I be, would actually if, believe in. If you, if you consider the problems, like if, if, like say, New Hampshire was to secede, you would be invaded. You'd be invaded by New Yorkers, criminal gangs, for one thing. So the the first thing you need is is a honest police force. Now, good luck. I mean, we're all a you lot. Know, most of the people that live here are armed. Yeah. So I could tell you. I could tell you so something that happened here. to me recently. I could tell you something that happened to me recently, but you wouldn't even believe it. You wouldn't even believe what's well, going okay, on. Well, okay. So let's stop there for a minute because that's a lot to digest, and also. Um, this is Free Talk Live, where you are free to call in and take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever you want. However, comma, you are not free to call in and take control of the hosts yeah. and the co-hosts and give them some insane exercise yeah. that is going to lead to what? What's the point of this exercise? No, I think he wants okay. us to be contrarian to, to, to why we should I understand what he's asking right? for. I'm yeah, asking well, you know, the why. Great debaters, have, you seen, have you seen the great debaters? As far as, far as someone that can, that's a great debater, can take either side of the argument and be brilliant. That's the great debate. Yeah, of course, but at a certain point, you're, the, the person that's taking either side of the argument is being inauthentic, and right. they're lying to either themselves or somebody else, because if you're arguing something that you truly believe in, like I could, you know, well, I can, have a million they, talking they points against libertarianism because I hear it all day, right? What about well, the roads? What about the police? But say, hey, I don't this, actually this believe the in argument. it. They can say, this is my argument, my best argument, but this is the argument against my best argument. I just don't have like a yeah. real reason to be inauthentic and have dumb like conversations that are meaningless. You know, it's like the the reason that I'm able to argue for uh you know the reduction of the state, the elimination of the state uh isn't because I'm good at debate. In fact, I'm horrible <laughs> at debating. I am like no, I am not the master debater. Brilliant. Uh No, you're brilliant. Well, well, thank you, but like I, I'm seriously, I'm not good. the The only reason you think I'm good at it is because I am speaking from facts, evidence, logic, and from the heart, right? Because well, if you'll remember, if you'll remember, I called. Maybe you don't remember. I'm, I'm no, the inventor, and here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing on the intellectual property and such. I was so offended by not not you guys, but just just the argument against the work that I do when I. It's like it's like the worst thing that someone can do, the most offensive thing that someone can do, is sit on their rear end and 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 devalue what we inventors do, and there and that there's there is government that allows us to capture our intellectual property for twenty years or. Or whatever it is, if that's pharmaceutical or whatever, you know, which, you know, I I think uh, they've proven themselves to be, you know, uh, the most corrupt business. All right. So I have a question for you on the, planet. on the topic huh? of intellectual property. If I have an idea and two days later, Captain has the same idea completely independent of me. I didn't tell him my idea. He didn't. You know, you didn't hear of it anywhere. It I didn't post it on Facebook. It How am I to say that just because I had that idea first, 
that it's my property when any person could have the same idea and create those same things? Like, why am I entitled not, to it? Because I was the first the one. Some, some, some property, which some of the things I've developed, have some of the things I'm developing right now are taking years of work. It has to do with uh, science. Uh, I I know physics and electronics and chemistry and a bunch of stuff, and it it's very difficult. And one of the things I'm working on, I'll reveal it to the whole world. I want to I want to clean up the plastic crap, the plastic dump, and one one of them, one of the big ones. Is Pacific Ocean. Could you be more Pacific? <laughs> You're such a jar, cunning linguist. These jars, these 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 jars, uh, the ocean circulation uh, accumulates. Okay. He's being I, Pacific. I, 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 I got to stop you right there. Uh, I uh, am a musician. Uh, I make parody songs. I also create uh, original heavy metal music. <laughs> Uh, okay. You can find out more about that over at CaptainKickass.com if you so choose, or any of the listeners out there. Cool. Uh, however, Adios. I am uh, against intellectual property laws because uh, I actually yeah, yeah. Uh, think that uh, it's good press for me. Right? If somebody uh, gets my music, makes a copy of it, hard work, shares buddy. it with their friends, hard far work, out, buddy. solid, and I right need, on, and I'm going to gain for, another friend. You paid for what you do. All right, I'm not going right. to talk over you anymore. Uh uh, so uh, that gains me more fans, right? Uh, Metallica was wrong with their suit against Napster for file sharing because Metallica alienated a large part of their fan base by making that lawsuit. What they should have done instead was nothing and allowed it to continue like every other artist did and reap the benefits off of that because I guarantee you that the fans who listen to their pirated, quote-unquote, it's not even pirated, it's a copy. It's a copy. Copying is not theft. Uh, the, the fans who listened to a copy of their music went to their concert, paid their ticket price, bought their T-shirt, right. bought whatever other merchandise they were selling, probably bought their next album or whatever bought it is. Bought the box set. Bought the box set, <laughs> whatever. Went to their re-re-re-reunion show for the 14th time or whatever it is, right? You, that's how you get fans of your art or your work. So... If you are relying on government law to provide you with income based on your idea, you are barking up the wrong tree. And in fact, you are engaging in theft yourself. That's IP law. Nicely said. All right. Uh, moving right along. Whoa. Oh. That's weird. We had we had two Sarahs in New Mexico on the, oh. on the board, and I was like, whoa. But I, one of them dropped uh, off. Sarah, are you there? Yes, I, I just want to bring up, do you put all the state, same state people in our same in a row? It seems like so. What do you no, mean? they I just, they, um, I think they do that amongst themselves. They must. What, what, I'm sorry, she, what's well, the state people? Because typically, and she's she's right based on what I've observed too. I mean, we just had a bunch of South Carolina callers in a row. And a lot of the times we'll have our New Mexico callers all call at the end of the show. So it seems like you guys are just, It's a time zone thing, I think. Might be. Yeah, maybe. Um, I just want to mention that, you know, I... I, Hey, Sarah, I'm sorry. We were close to the break. Can you hang on? I want to hear what you have to say. Stand by. We'll bring you back. 603-283-6160. You too can find out what Sarah from New Mexico has called about. Coming up. 
Hour number three of Free Talk Live is next. 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live. Rock and roll. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, very rock and roll. It's the triplet echo. We've got the delay. delay, delay, delay. We're going to rock and roll all oh, night long. Long, 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 long. All night long. I got to work in the morning. <laughs> it is Free Talk Live. The telephone number in the studio, if you'd like to join us, is 603-283-6160. Again, call in and talk about whatever's on your mind. We're talking about stuff, but if you don't like what we're talking about, change the subject. It's up to you. 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's... Steve Classic. Nikki. And I am your host. <laughs> and Captain. And... Who, who am I? And I don't Captain. know. Oh, okay. Nobody knows who I am. It's not important. Captain.com. CaptainKickass.com. Yeah, I wish I had Captain.com, but no. You could. No, I can't. Too probably expensive. $10 million. Yeah, so. it's way too expensive. Yeah. Uh, before we go on, I need to say thank you to JCOM3030, who is a member of our AMPS program. AMPS stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. Uh, this is a program where you can contribute some amount of money to help get this radio program onto more radio stations. If you enjoy the hosts, the co-hosts, the callers, and the topics that we bring, if you enjoy the subject matter, the perspective of peace, liberty, and prosperity that we come from, please consider becoming an amplifier over at amps.freetalklive.com. JCOM3030 is a diamond-level contributor, which means they give an absurd amount of money to us because they enjoy the program and want to see the message of freedom spread. So thank you to JCOM3030 for your contribution to this program. Uh, We can't do it without you. If you want to become an amplifier, visit amps.freetalklive.com. Thanks again, JCOM. We appreciate you. All right. Uh, When we last left our heroes, (laughs) that's us, by the way. (laughs) Yikes. Steve Classic, Nikki, and the captain, our heroes. Uh, we were talking to a supervillain known as Sarah from New Mexico. Okay, I am considered a supervillain. Uh, no. Well, sure, why not? Yeah. You're just okay, a regular so villain? I was at the, well, it's amazing that, you know, how I'm doing this network marketing. and Yes, it is amazing I, considering I, you're a communist doing a, a capitalist activity. Yeah, I, I don't know about all that, but it's just that I believe that it's a really good product, why? all environmental why, why do you and believe natural, that? and it really helps people And besides all that. So and I went to the church, and I gave her a really beautiful makeup catalog and how great the um, foundation feels on my skin, and it's natural. And then, and then people like, ask me, do you get commissions? Do you make money off of this? Do you get something out of it? Well, I get loyalty dollars, and then they're like, oh, 
and they get very, very irate or very, very angry, or yeah, they want nothing to do with Sarah, it. Because, Sarah, you're basically telemarketing, except you're doing it in person. That's, yeah, that's, that's very like, capitalistic. Are you, are, are, that's the whole point. It's like, okay, so I'm getting something out of it, but there's um, all these professions that really help people, like grocery stores. These are vital things, but they make money off of it. Yeah, yeah, but it's capitalism. yeah, but the, the grocery clerk isn't coming to your church and shoving groceries down your throat. You're going into okay, a church but, okay, shoving okay, shoving brochures that, on, and products into people's faces when when they're trying to go to church and have some worship going on. They don't want to get pitched. There's some makeup. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Yeah, but, okay, okay. So if I told them I went to the Chinese restaurant over there and it's got a great food and i went but as, as long as i'm not getting paid they don't mind but i went to i went to the farmer's market they find i found a whole bunch of charcoal soap and I, it's all organic i was the church talking about today they didn't get mined but they'll report me to the pastor and they'll like shut me up if i if there's some kind of a money uh, uh that i'm making from it some kind of a referral fee yeah but wouldn't you, you know what I'm saying? but wouldn't you take your money and give it back to the church so why should well, they mean, be upset? If there's some some dollar sign or something that I'm getting out of it because I'm telling them something, that's when it makes it bad. That's that's when then that's when they say I'm soliciting. But if they, I went to the farmers market, they had kombucha tea and I had charcoal soap, all natural um, salve. I got oh they could they could let me blabber on forever as long as I'm not getting anything out of it. But the thing is that the whole my whole point is okay, teachers fire. Persons, everybody that works at fast food, they get paid money. They're given, providing a great service, and they're getting reimbursed with money. Okay. But that's not considered um, a evil thing. A lot of people make make, right. make but, money but doing multi-level marketing is considered evil because people have lost uh, absurd amounts of money engaging in multi-level marketing. So it has, just like telemarketing, it has a horrible reputation. There are a few organizations out there that are seemingly legitimate with their operation. If that is an organization that you wish to join, that is your choice. But you still have to deal with the reality that is that multi-level marketing, uh, what you're engaged in, uh, has a horrible reputation that rivals the horrible reputation that telemarketers have. Is that, almost, is that almost like a pyramid scheme? It's, yeah. yeah. So like you're at the top well, I, and your friends are down You've got at the a downline and whoever mm-hmm. signs up below you, you get a piece of that action, you know, and it sort of flows yeah, back up to Okay. Okay, let's say it is a multi-level whatever network market. Okay, but so I was at the farmer's market and they, I saw some – um, like an earthy kind of a people, environmentals, like seven of them sitting down. So I told them, hey, have you heard about so-and-so um, products? It's really concentrated. You add, We don't ship water. We put it in a small plastic containers. It's environmental. It's all natural, and it's safe to clean around the hoses. And the first thing that came out of their mouth was, are you trying to sell me something? No, I, I, I told them, I'm just trying to tell you something. I'm not trying to sell you something because if I'm selling you something – I would have the product with you, with me, and I would want you to give me money for exchange of it. I'm not Snakey. selling you something. I'm just trying to tell you something. And he says, "No, no, no. Get get on by. I'm not interested." You know, the first the 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 moment they figure that you have some kind of a commission or some kind of money involved, I don't, I don't they, they know if 
Well, welcome That's... to the field of sales. I mean, this is how sales works. You bump into people, you try and sell them a thing, and they go, oh, no, no, I don't want any of that. And you just, you go, okay, and you move next. on. Yeah, next. Like telemarketing. Sales is a number g- <laughs> yeah. numbers game, right? Uh, the only other way for you to handle the situation is to learn how to overcome their objections. Uh, if you could do that successfully, perhaps they will engage in whatever it is you're trying to get them to engage in. But either way, it's sales. Well, it's like the Jehovah's Witnesses or the people that knock on your door. They're they're soliciting. Like the majority of people don't if they're just hanging out, you know, minding their own business, they don't want you to come up to them and convert, you know, the, people don't want to be converted to a religion. They don't want to be sold products. They're just if they wanted that, they would seek you out. I think there needs to be a balance. And of course, in sales, you know, it's a good idea to kind of put yourself out there and, you know, do marketing and advertising. But there needs to be a balance where it's not like, yeah, having having done some sales, Sarah, having done some sales in my life, uh, I can tell you what you're bumping into. And it's something called your shark teeth are showing. Right. (laughs) Uh, now, this is a, a term that, that is uh, in sales. Other salespeople have heard it before. Uh, there are two types of salespersons. There are sharks and there are farmers, right? Uh, what you're mm-hmm. doing is the equivalent of cold calling, which is a, a shark activity, a shark salesperson activity. And you do wish to engage them in whatever it is you're doing. Uh, and when you don't uh, get your way with them, uh, you get frustrated. Uh, That's because your shark teeth are showing. You're too eager. You're not solving a problem for these people. You're pitching them cold. Well, the the reason I picked that farmer's group, the very environmental, they're all into recycling. Everything's organic and organic natural products, and that's all they have. So I go on to this next bunch of group, and they were kind of welcoming me. I don't know. I went to the next set. Hey, did you hear about our environmental products, non-toxic? We have plant enzyme for um, stain removers, um, uh, bleach alternative that doesn't have, we don't have ammonia and Clorox. We're in Viper. They, they kind of listened to me, and they actually took my card. And then I told them to go onto the website, and you research the company. And the next batch was kind of more friendly, and they were interested. But my introduction was, by the way, I'm the advertisement for so-and-so company. I'm the I'm the advertisement. I'm the commercial. I'm also a customer. The customers are the advertisement. So, so Sarah, like, Sarah oh, do you? Well, that's nice. Sarah, do you have uh, little samples that you can give out, like little mini soaps or mini shampoos or whatever you're selling? Well, like, if mean, you're if you're engaging um, with someone, like you know, you get it. Like here, this is one. Just try this. You'll love it. Here's free. That's what the drug dealers do. Right. Some you want some fun. Oh, yeah, no, I do that all the time. You get a little bump, right? Oh, yeah, no, I've been doing that. So what I do is I save a little bit of my our natural uh, laundry soap that's real concentrated. You put it in targeted. a little baggie, <laughs> tie it up no, in a, and in I a leave knot? No, I it in the container. What's special about this one is like the cheap ones is alkali. They tear up everything that they consider your fabric and the soil and the dirt as all of, they just eat everything up. And that's why you get uh, holes in your clothes and it tears it up. So ours is uh, uh, targeted. They only go after the, um, the the soils and the oil, and they leave the fabric alone. It sounds like you're doing so, a little bit of multi-level marketing to us and the audience. Yeah. So I, I, but it, it I'm, sure not does. I'm, I'm not I concerned about that, the whole that's cool. theme of it. I'm concerned about the quality of the product. Send that's what bill. I'm trying to get to the people. Sarah, is that why? You know what? I, I just 
I just had an epiphany. I know exactly what you need to do. You need to take this particular issue that you're calling and talking to us about here and take it to somebody upline from you and say, hey, here's here's what I'm bumping into. How do I, you know, get around this when I bump into this the next time? Because they'll be the ones best able to advise you. And thank you for the call tonight. Seriously. Send us send us some samples. We'll, if it if it works, we'll. Uh, yeah, we'll, I, we'll I don't want to see samples. Yeah, I'm good on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to join my religion? I, I mean, it could be a, it could be a good product. Who knows? I don't uh, know. She's really enthusiastic about it. You never know. I don't give her know. give her the benefit. She might of the have doubt. better luck selling drugs. Here, I think, I think she might. People actually want that. She could put that soap on a dollar bill and drop it somewhere, and like, oh, I'll just put it in my pocket. Wash me. All right, let's talk about something interesting, like the crack smoking uh, city councilman. Uh, what was his name? Matthew, Matthew Riley. Yeah, Matthew Riley. something. Yeah. Uh, confronted with the evidence, Riley admits to a relapse. Wait, did I skip something? Uh, upon questioning, Riley initially denies the presence of any drugs in his vehicle. Statement that police later. You know, prove false. They reportedly discovered crack with fentanyl. Okay, so uh, confronted with the evidence, Riley admits to a relapse, citing a recent tough divorce as the trigger. Oh, I'm a victim. Oh, oh. My wife left me, so I smoke crack. Call a wambulance. <laughs> what wambulance. is that, uh, that episode of It's Always Sunny? Oh, did you get addicted to crack? <laughs> oh. Did somebody get addicted to crack? Uh... <laughs> But it's not personal woes that are at the heart of the matter. The article continues. No. It's the pressing issue of the fentanyl epidemic, a crisis that's tearing through communities. I mean, yeah. I it, mean, it, that's it, could be the, it could be the drug dealer who just doesn't like the councilman because he's raising taxes. Irrespective of class or profession and creating disturbing scenes like this, <laughs> where politicians are found unconscious with a crack pipe that's disturbing yes let's blame the drug not the choice that the crackhead <laughs> yeah. made disturbing everything's a choice people everything's a choice you have a choice now i'm gonna get some you know former drug addict calling in right. like, oh, i didn't have a choice when i did drug yes you did yeah, yeah every There's time a you, lot of... every time you sparked it up you had a choice. a choice. There's a lot of talk about like uh, the mental illness aspect, and not even mental illness, because I'm sure a lot of addicts also do have a history with mental Absolutely health. Absolutely, they do. Yes. Um, but the there's a lot of talk like, oh, the it's it's a disease. People really want it to be a disease yeah. because that takes away a lot of the responsibility. Right. And I think such an important aspect of getting clean. And yeah, recovery, recovery yeah. is admitting. Yeah, responsibility. I had a, yeah, responsibility. I made that choice and I have the power. It's maybe whatever. If it's a disease or not, I think that's just technicalities. Yeah. But I had the choice and now I'm choosing to not do that anymore. I think the disease part kind of just no, takes away. You know the, what? It, I think the disease is, is associated so that insurance can pay for the treatment after. Yeah. I so mean, it's not coming out of your pocket. Oh, I had a disease. Okay, then we'll we'll treat yeah. the disease. Here's your stay at a rehab center yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah, know. and and I can kind of see both sides of it too because I've had mothers who have lost children. You know, share with me like they felt really alone when their child overdosed and passed away. Right. And their perspective on it was kind of like, well, if my kid had cancer and died, 
everyone would be here for me and they'd, you know, I would, I would have more support. But since my child was an addict, right. they feel like, like a lot of shame and mm-hmm. guilt and there's so much stigma, stigma surrounding it that I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a well, sticky wicket. You know, yeah. and, the, and the disease. If if you were on, if you never had access to alcohol, you would never become an alcoholic. Yeah, or a drug addict. If it was never there, so it's so you can't catch the disease. It's yeah, not a I disease mean, in that, there's, in that sense. yeah. I mean, there's just so many layers of it. Like it's a cultural thing. It's, I mean, what we see societal. in lower, yeah, societal. I mean, we see in lower income areas. There will be more yeah. drug use. It's just totally cultural. And- having having been addicted to nicotine for a long, long time, uh, it wasn't until my mind changed that I was able to quit. Yeah. So, like, I I knew smoking cigarettes was bad. I knew that I was killing myself. I knew I was wasting my money, uh, but I couldn't quit. Yeah. I tried everything. I tried Chantix. I tried the nicotine gum. I tried the patches. I got one of the, the first e-cigarettes that ever hit the market, so I could like be doing that instead of doing the smoking because I figured that was healthier. Uh, and no matter what I did, I could not quit. I have a conspiracy theory. The reason that I was able to quit was philosophy. I quit for philosophical reasons. This is, I think, by conspiracy theory. Go ahead. Okay. So uh, I was going on a rant. I was at uh, a show seeing a friend of mine's band. They had an area outside fenced in where you could have your drink and your cigarette at the same Mm -hmm. time. I'm out there. I'm talking to some people, and I'm doing what we kind of do here. I'm ranting about how you're all (laughs) slave to the government, right? Yeah. And uh, my friend Mike overhears this, and uh, he comes over, and he goes, so uh, you really don't like uh, being a slave or you don't like slavery at all, right? And I'm like, that's right. I hate it. He's like, well, well, you're R.J. Reynolds' slave. You're their bitch. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, think about it, right? You give them your money. Uh, they're taking part of your life away. You're getting no benefit. They're getting all the benefit. Uh, and you keep giving them your money for what? Right? You're, you're their slave. You're their bitch. And I was like, oh, what are you know, blah, blah, blah. And like, I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I thought about it. I went home that night, and I'm standing outside my front door because I don't smoke inside my own apartment. And I just had the epiphany. I'm like, I really am R.J. Reynolds' bitch. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's part of my I, conspiracy. I'm like, theory. I'm like, I'm nobody's bitch. I put, I put the cigarette out. Yeah. That was the last cigarette I ever had. I didn't need Chantix. I didn't need uh, nicotine gum. I didn't need, you know, a prescription for my doctor. I didn't need the e-cigarette. I didn't need any of that. What I needed was to change my mind, willpower, yeah, to get over that. Yeah, and and whatever it is that that Mike, you know, like I kept hearing is. You know, you're R.J. Reynolds' bitch. Yeah. You're R.J. Reynolds' yeah. bitch. You're See, now, R.J. Reynolds' bitch. I, th- I Repeating think, in my head, like, yeah. that whole evening. Yeah. But I think that, that plus, you could say, all right, well, you're giving, I don't know, how much is a pack of cigarettes? $10? Right now, like, 15 bucks. 50, all right, so, fi- yeah. so, I mean, not in New Hampshire. All right, so let's just say $10 yeah. goes to R.J. Reynolds, but yeah. where does $5 go to? The Cash. government. Yeah. yeah. Now, that's the yeah. reason why I thought you were going to quit. Oh, yeah. Oh, how much money were you giving to the government? Probably a lot. See, that's my conspiracy theory. But I mean, with any addiction, people need a good enough reason, whether it's sugar, cigarettes, drugs, alcohol, whatever. Yeah. And that's why you'll see a lot of women, they will not be able to smoke, like they are addicted, addicted, addicted. But once they get pregnant, that is, you know, oh, it's someone else's life. And that, I mean, I've seen so many friends that were 
you know, hard on drugs and cigarettes and whatever. Yeah. Just and quit. the only thing, yeah, the only thing that helped them quit was getting pregnant. And then once they have their baby, you know, like six months later, they're smoking again. They're back on. They're oh, drinking they're back again. on. You know, no. they're back on. I thought that would have changed them. Not everyone. You know, I, I had one friend who was doing heroin, like really bad, Ooh. got pregnant, cleaned herself up. And like, that was it. Like changed her life completely. You know, yeah. I, I know a few people like that, but I also know a lot of people where they get pregnant, they quit smoking and it's so easy. I mean, I don't want to say it's so easy for them, but they're able to do it almost instantly. Right. I'm pregnant. The second they find out, I don't want to smoke cigarettes anymore. Right. But, but once they, they give birth, because they're because it's their life now, and and then obviously oh, yeah. we can get into you know being a parent and sure. supporting your kids yeah. and you know possibly dying. But it from- is it is a, a change of mind at that point, yeah. right? Because now their mindset is, oh, I'm two people now, yeah, instead of just one. And mm-hmm. then once they give birth, it's like, okay, well, this is my body again. I'm at least at the very least not pumping something harmful into my child knowingly well except for secondhand smoke when you're around well your and of course and, and i grew I mean, up on secondhand smoke i'm okay <laughs> uh, we turned out fine are, are, are you steve well are yeah. you classic all right, i grew all right. up on firsthand smoke <laughs> as far as i'm concerned all you secondhand smokers owe me a half pack of cigarettes Oh, got <laughs> at chips. least I, did, I but i didn't i didn't give my money to the, i didn't give my tax yeah money to for the free that's I got, a free half pack of cigarettes. Right, right. Thank you very much. No money to RJR. No money to the government. Yeah. And also, um, I stopped going to convenience stores. Right? Because when you're, when you're a smoker full time, you're always going to the convenience store for another pack of cigarettes. Right. Every day. You're going and you're, and you're waiting store. in line, and like in front of you is like, oh, all these candy bars and all this other stuff. Right? Or you're getting rolling papers, or you're getting, you know, lottery oh, tickets. Milk. Oh, lottery tickets, look yeah. at that. You know, whatever it is, uh, you're not just getting a pack of cigarettes unless you're just so poor that's all you, you know, right. you, you got. But uh, <laughs> constantly going to the convenience store, and you're getting nickeled and dimed all the time. Like, well, all right, if this pack is ten bucks, I got a twenty in my pocket. I guess I could buy this. I could buy that. I could buy yeah. the other. I could get a drink. I could get a hot dog. I get some right. fried chicken. Whatever convenience yeah. stores have, right? You know, you, you pick up stuff other than your cigarettes while you're there. So you spend more than just the pack of cigarettes right. at, at an inflated price at a convenience store, nonetheless. Yeah, and not good quality stuff. Right. And so uh, all of a sudden, when I quit cigarettes, I was like, I I have more money in my wallet now. <laughs> That's when I became a beer snob. So I could afford better beer, like craft brews and stuff like that. I was like, I'm going to drink better beer from now on, which beer case might not have been the best decision, but yeah, it is what it is. 603-283-6160. We'll talk more about this crackhead politician and uh, what you can do with a Game Boy. Coming up, it's Free Talk Live. Took a weird turn. <laughs> Not sure where that came from. Uh, it is Free Talk Live, in case you were wondering. Like, why didn't they say, and we're back? They always say, and we're back. Well, I guess last Sunday we didn't. We said, and your mother. A whole bunch. <laughs> that mother. was fun. 
And we're cats. And and, and we're cats. Yeah. Eh. All right. Well, at any rate, the telephone <laughs> number, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's... Nikki. And? And Steve Classic. And? Captain. And the captain. All right. All right. The <laughs> authentic Lord Reverend Dr. Captain... Kickass.com. Buckshot. But Esquire. If you will. There you go. If you will. If you will. Oh, man. All right. Anyways. Uh, Before we go on with the rest of the show, uh, liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians will all be gathering from June 15th through the 18th for the 7th annual Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Fork Fest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, a.k.a. Porkfest, which sold out in 2022 and looks to sell out in 2023 as well. Uh, this year, Porkfest is occurring before... Uh, I'm sorry, Forkfest is occurring before Porkfest. So immediately following Forkfest will be uh, this huge gathering of libertarians uh, at the same campground. Uh, but Forkfest is decentralized, which means no one is in charge and there's no ticket cost, unlike the other festival. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 15th through the 18th. You can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees on the Forkfest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms and the Forkfest forum, and, we're, and you can find links to all of that at Forkfest. Dot party. We hope to see you there. Forkfest. Dot party. You know what? I want to say I'm a little disappointed in that live read because it doesn't even mention the second annual mini golf tournament. Mm, we'll have to talk to our yeah. uh, our copywriters, not copywriters, yeah. but copywriters, writers of copy, yeah. and see if we can get them to add something to that Just live feel read. Like that's pretty important. I yeah. mean, that's why I'm going. Uh, Oh, the wedding isn't important? Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> I still wasn't sure if I was going to show up to that. I'm not. I'm disappointed that the, the bee man, if he's listening, the bee guy, the beekeeper, whatever his... Oh, yes, yeah, he they're won. not coming. He, yeah, and I, yeah he, those he ping, people he are awesome. He pinged me once this year, and, yeah. and I was like, dude, are you coming? Because, you know... I, I gotta we gotta challenge you for the crown, you know. Yeah. Like you won the first annual mini golf and he's like, Yeah, we're not gonna be there this year. We got another fest to go to or something. So Oh lame. Yeah. And it's like, okay. So we'll just crown a new champion this year. It's yeah. fine. We'll we'll get through it. Uh let's go to your calls and thoughts. Uh, we have uh, I'm gonna butcher your name. Publix, is that it? Publius. Publius. Publius with an S like Sierra. Okay. What's You're on saying your mind? it really fast, too. Yeah. Hey, uh, well, hypothetical. I got a, just kind of a thought, and it's been kind of on my mind. Do you guys hang out together, all three of you? Do you ever go out to restaurants or bars? All or, the time. Do you ever have disagreements? Yeah, like, all the time. All the time. Oh, yeah. yeah we, were, we, okay. we, we had a little disagreement about uh, uh, RFK tonight. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. a fiery bunch. Okay. Okay, cool. Like me and my friends. And yeah. my family too. So okay. So wait, wait. So first of all, let me just lay the groundwork for you. Uh, <laughs> libertarians in general, or freedom-minded people, uh, know that they are correct. 
about uh, many things, mm-hmm. and and they are. And then there's uh-huh. things that, like, when you get down underneath the surface stuff, that they all disagree about. Everybody's got a little <laughs> bit of a different flavor on, you know, like, sure. I'm more anarchist, and some people are less anarchist, or some people, like, you know, I, there's little things that we all, and so we really get into it. Like, there okay. are epic uh, discussions, epic uh, you know, online things in the chat rooms. Oh, there's, yeah, yeah. you know, at the gatherings. Okay. There's, there's impromptu debates that happen. Uh, and oh, I okay. support him. I support him. And oh, I don't support him at all. And all that kind of stuff. So it happens. All peaceful. All, it's all peaceful, but it happens all the time. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Sounds like me and my close relationship. So my question is this: What if you were out having a discussion and maybe somebody wasn't agreeing? And I'm just gonna. I don't know Nikki, but just. If what would you do if Nikki stood up and said, if you don't see things my way and you don't want to do it my way and you don't agree with me, that is the end of democracy. Democracy? Democracy? Mm. Well, I'd (laughs) have to think about that for a minute because, first of all, I know what I think. I know what I would say. First of all, I don't think democracy is a good idea. And so ending democracy sounds like a net positive for me. Yeah. But Nikki trying to force me to believe and think as she does does not sound positive to me. So I, I'd be a little bit torn because I would love to see the end of democracy as a way to, like, you know, organize and, you know, have society function. But at the same time, I'm not going to let Nikki tell me what to do and how to live my life because I'm me. I would ask, who are you working for? Right. I would probably say you need to go jump in a cold lake and wake up. Or <laughs> you I might do love ice baths. <laughs> you might need to get checked out or something. But, you know, the funny thing is, but it's not funny, but a lot of politicians say that now, and I'm not mentioning any names. But it's almost an insult, I think, to Americans um, because it's an insulting comment because I think they think, that everybody is so dumb that they will just absolutely believe that and go along with whatever they're saying. Yeah, it does and seem it kinda... to be a, a commonly repeated phrase. Yeah. Doesn't matter what uh, flavor of politician, what uh, colors they're wearing, whether they're with the Bloods yeah. or the Crips. I mean, the Republicans or the Democrats. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem to matter that, oh, it'll be the, the end of freedom or the end of democracy or the end of the American way, which is like... Yeah, I think... My suggestion would be, I think it would be funny to do an experiment with like maybe 500 people and say, go say that to your fav- to your best friends or your family members and watch the expressions on their face or write down the comments and maybe post it and just, just throw it out there and say, well, if you don't agree with me and you don't want to do it my way, that's going to be the end of democracy. That's it. That's it for us. <laughs> it's the end. <laughs> so, it's just something to think about hey hey yep. thank you uh yeah thanks for having me on good night hey we appreciate the call call us again sometime yeah. 603-283-6160 well we were at dinner tonight we were talking about rfk you made a great point about which uh, was rfk well he's going to be at pork fest he is and you said well he doesn't want anyone with guns right coming into the, the event the pavilion right the pavilion yeah. right and i thought and i thought well Considering his family history with his uncle yeah. and his father, maybe I wouldn't want guns either. Sure. But you're at Porkfest. Right. Well, I mean, people don't have to go 
to that particular talk. I guess they're going to close off the pavilion, so... Yeah, and I mean, from you what, can choose not to go over there. You can still have a gun everywhere else, and yeah, which is you know, what I'm going state. to do. I'm obviously not going to listen to some politician spew yeah. his BS. I wouldn't eat anyways. Who, who has no uh, claim to any philosophy remotely connected to libertarianism? The only reason, as I understand it, that he's there is because he said some things about Bitcoin. So. That's the only reason he's he he was invited or he's going yeah. to be there is I mean, because he said some things about Bitcoin that like are contrary to the rest of the government stance about Bitcoin. Yeah, that's the only reason he's. But that's be there. that's the only. That's not enough for me to go listen to him spew BS about yeah. why you should vote for him and blah blah. Because when he gets in the chair, he's going to be just as psychopathic as everybody yeah. else. I mean, there's very few politicians that I'll simp for, and this dude definitely isn't one of them. Uh, it has nothing to do with the fact I actually kind of respect. That but what he doesn't want to have guns, whatever. I obviously won't go because yep. I will be carrying the whole time. Right. But I respect that he, you know, whatever. If yep. people don't want to go to his talk, don't go to his talk. Who cares? But the fact that he's a you know lizard person politician is the reason why I'm not going to his talk. Right. It has nothing to do with any of the other drama. It would be great, in my opinion, if. Uh, you know, whoever arranged for this guy to be speaking at arguably the main stage at Porkfest, right? Um, it would be great, in my opinion, if uh, no one showed up. It would be right. hilarious. I just don't uh, know who is paying for it because I'm assuming someone paid out of their own pocket for this guy and the security the team. Other, the the, other the, guy. the security team has guns, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's ironic. <laughs> yeah, weird. Mm, what if they weird. have to leave theirs in well, the tent? Well, the security know, team right? can have guns, yeah. but there's no danger of the security team turning yeah. on them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, weird. They're not staying in a tent. So, yeah. <laughs> it just seems like uh, not on a not would, an appropriate place. And, I just don't... It would be different as well, I think, if he was scheduled to debate some libertarian. Oh, that would be cool. Right? Or if it yeah. was he wasn't going to give a speech and stump for his campaign, if he was just going to be there trying to learn, like yeah. if he was just going to show up, if he got like a hotel room and he just showed up and participated I mean, that would be and like started humble. interacting yeah, we want to hear people, some ideas from like, folks. That yeah. to me would be a way better way for him to go yeah. about it than, you know, well, oh, politicians are humble. And, you know, yeah, got to got to have know, that rock star it's, treatment, it's right? It's the ego. And so like any of those other things should have happened and and they're not happening there is, as i understand it there's going to be no debate with libertarians and uh, i this is hearsay so don't quote me on this but i heard that there will also be no question and answer so libertarians can't even ask this guy libertarian questions and yeah. like how so what it's a one way communication it's a one-way conversation. Y- yeah. he's yeah. just going to preach to us about why and we should vote for him it's just totally not the Get vibe the of porkfest right. and obviously like it's porkfest you can kind of do whatever you want like you know choose your yep. experience choose your own adventure and is he an expert on bitcoin no no, no. So i what? doubt it he he has just said things it's that laughable. that that uh some libertarian crypto enthusiasts uh, identify with like right. uh, he has taken the opposite stance of most government and said no bitcoin is the future or something along those lines right right he thinks bitcoin so is maybe a legitimate... the, maybe he's just going to talk about that maybe but i mean like that this is how it is but like i mean and walk around I, the crowd and shake I, hands and I've get some into, ideas. Yeah, ah, kiss babies. Yeah. Me personally, I've been into Bitcoin longer than this guy has. Right. And like, does is he gonna 
really you know tell anybody anything divulge no, anything of real value that I've not heard right. before or can't go find myself. But I mean, he may have some insights. In, in a, no, he's know, just going to talk well, about how he's going to use can, government, how you can contribute to his campaign with to your Bitcoin, it, to, <laughs> and, right? And how he can get Bitcoin for himself, <laughs> right. and how he's going to use government to, to safely regulate the cryptocurrency industry. Yeah. So, and this is what happens: politicians will say one thing right, and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh!" Simping over them. Right. No, and then, new no, they're taxes. all the same. They're all scumbags. No, no so the same with Ron DeSantis. He said like two things that people were like, oh, he's a freedom guy. He's not a freedom guy. No. Make America great again. Again. Yeah, like uh, I'm uh, wait again again. Hold on. Uh I'm 50 and uh, I'm trying to remember when America was great. Probably when it was inhabited by the Native Americans but before, before I was born, you know? at least. So. Well, I don't know if it, I don't know if America was great, but when you were a kid growing up, it was kind of great. Like everything was great. I did go <laughs> to a theme park in Gurney, Illinois, repeatedly, called Great America. Oh, was that so? Is that what they're so talking about? Maybe what he meant was let's all go to a roller coaster. Let's make America Great America. <laughs> let's all go to Great America <laughs> again. Let's all go to Make Great America, America, New Hampshire. Field yeah. trip. Right. Let's all get on the bus. Do you have your permission slip? No. <laughs> that reminds me. I went uh, I went on a field trip uh, in school in, uh, had to have been eighth grade. And this was uh, uh, right around the dawn of heavy marketing for non-alcoholic beer. O'Doul's. Yeah. Right? yeah. It wasn't O'Doul's. It was no. some other brand. I can't remember the brand. Near beer? But it was, it was non-alcoholic <laughs> beer. Oh, and I beer. also bought a bottle of uh, the sparkling water that looks like champagne. It's the champagne bottle. Champagne? But it's, but it's not champagne. There's no alcohol, and it's just basically fruit juice with But bubbles. do you still oh. have so, so to I be bought, like Martinelli's listen, or something? I, sparkling I bought a six-pack of non-alcoholic beer and a bottle of non-alcoholic sparkling, <laughs> and I took it on the bus to the field trip that, that we were going on. And uh, I got it taken away from me. And I got reprimanded for it. No Why? alcohol. No alcohol. Yeah, Why? I I don't know. So I think like, you do like, well, you have can't bring to be, beer on it. It's like it's not beer. It's not yeah, alcohol. Yeah, it's like look at it. It says zero percent alcohol, yeah, idiot. Right. But you, I think you do have to be twenty-one to buy O'Doul's. Really? Yeah, you do. Wow. I I did not at the time. Yeah. So I mean, that, laws might yeah. have changed. Yeah, I'm old. Um, so, but yeah. last time I was a bartender, we would card people for O'Doul's. And it was to be like, in a bar, you have to be 21. No, to even to Unless purchase the O'Doul's. Like if you're sitting at um, like a table in a restaurant and you're like, oh, can I get an O'Doul's? You have to be technically 21 really? years old. Wow. I don't know why. Maybe there's like a small amount of alcohol in it. There, but... There is a tiny bit of alcohol in it. It's true. But there's no more alcohol in it than is in like a piece of candy. Yeah, right, exactly. Kind of yeah. Um, I will say that uh, one of my relatives growing up uh, was diabetic and could not drink the alcohol, but still liked beer yeah. uh, and would overpurchase uh, like different brands to try them. Right. So mm-hmm. I'll buy a 12 pack of this. See how I like. Oh, I don't like it. what non-alcoholic beer is good for is marinating meat. Okay. Right. You don't need the alcohol like in the flavor. beer to marinate the meat. So if you want to, you know, uh, simmer 
uh, some sausages in uh, the beer, like bratwurst, for example. Uh, or if you want to tenderize uh, some pork chops, uh, you put them in a Ziploc, pour some non-alcoholic beer in there, uh, along with some, uh, you know, I don't know, teriyaki sauce or some soy or something, some seasonings if you want to throw some garlic in there. Let it sit in your fridge overnight and then make that steak the next day or that pork chop the next day and it'll be delicious. Is it better mm. than alcoholic beer? No. Okay. So <laughs> well, wouldn't you, you well. just use? Well, you could, but I'm just saying like here was an unused yeah. uh, okay. you know, source of non-alcoholic beer, which I totally wasn't going to drink because, let's face it, I was no. in it to get drunk. Yeah, uh, let's do something with it. Yeah, I get you. But I'm like, picking up what you're putting down. Here's a resource that I can use for cooking that's not going to waste perfectly good beer that'll get you drunk. Yeah, cool. You know, uh, beer can chicken, it's good for. Yeah. If you've never made mm. beer can chicken, it's awesome. I don't know why well, I'm I, I have, this, I Well, have, I brought this up on the magic rectangle here. It says federal law classifies beverages under 0.5% alcohol as non-alcoholic. So O'Doul's has 0.4% alcohol. Many states pose no restrictions on the purchase of those beverages, but some do, as do some counties or cities within states that would otherwise legally allow it. Okay. So, so that's a Massachusetts thing, then? <laughs> Well, it's probably other states yeah, too, course, but. you know, for it says, sure. O'Doul's doesn't fall under uh, fall on the register of beverages with more than 0.5%, yeah. so it's can kids can drink it. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, I I don't know why you would drink beer if it doesn't do anything. For yeah. It's just like it's not like, very Why don't you get a better drink, you know? <laughs> right. Especially kids, O'Doul's, kids like O'Doul's Sprite. isn't even good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, I found a great use for it. Yeah. It's cooking. <laughs> if you have a recipe that calls for, you know, soaking something in beer or whatever, why, that's uh, that's where you need to go. You need to use it for cooking. Uh, I have something I'm trying to accomplish. You're a real rebel on that uh, yeah, field trip. I'm not really sure what's going on here. <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, like... Did I do it to be cool? Yeah, I, I did. I was like, hey, everybody, check right. it out. See what I can get away with. I got non-alcoholic uh, beer. Let's party in the back of the bus, yeah, right? right? You know? And that's what we were doing, too. Yeah. Like, here, Bill, have a, you know, I don't know what the kid's name yeah. is. But, like, you know, it's he's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then here oh, comes the, here comes the chaperone. Nick, here comes the fun chaperone. Fun police. Wee-oo, wee-oo, yeah. wee-oo. <laughs> taking away, taking away the fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, what were we talking about? Crackhead politicians. Oh, yeah. I think we beat oh, yeah. that one. No, no, no. Game we boys. wanted to talk about the this Game real Boy. quick. The Game Boy. Oh, uh, this yes. is from Bitcoin.com. Game Boy owner. Remember the Game Boy? Little handheld oh, thing. Oh, yeah. You know? I love Those Game Boys. Buttons, yeah. yeah, before yeah. they, I don't know what the, the new ones are. The Switch. The Switch, yeah. Thank yep. you. Uh, Game Boy is old school, OG, handheld gaming at its finest. Game Boy owners can soon convert iconic devices into secure hardware wallets. In the near future, Game Boy owners will have the opportunity to convert their devices into a hardware wallet for cryptocurrencies. The project, known as Game Wallet, was unveiled by Joseph Sharizi, a developer hailing from Kype, a Web3 startup, K-E-Y-P. By employing a physical cartridge, this innovation enables users to harness the power of their Nintendo Game Boy device as a secure cold storage wallet for crypto assets. I think that's awesome. That's awesome. Giving a new purpose to an old device that pro- there's probably a bazillion of them laying around doing oh, yeah. jack, right? No purpose. Yeah. Nobody's playing them. 
uh, you know, to give a device like that. And also, I want to see the interface. I want to see the screen on the Game Boy. Like, well, how does it look? Know, is it's it, actually right, pretty press, funny. The, press the buttons. Is it the old Game Boy font? Did they go, you know, did they keep it within the, or, or is it new? Is it refreshed? Yeah. Is it, did they do something to, you know, sort of make the I mean, graphics appear different? I, I don't think they'd be able to with the graphics. Because a lot of that has to do with like the actual composition of the screen, right? So I, I don't know if it would be able to. I, you know, I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't be able to like come up to like modern specs yeah. on it, but you know, well, it's black and white. It would be neat yeah. to me if they were able to sort of keep the nostalgia going oh, yeah. with yeah. the your screen presentation hmm. with the UI that they put in it. Uh, there's a quote here that says, so we're producing a real physical cartridge that lets you use your Game Boy as a cold storage wallet, generate mnemonic phrases, and save them securely offline. Uh, Shirazi, or Shirazi tweeted, no firmware updates ever. That's, cool. that's a feature. <laughs> yeah, sold. yeah I, anybody got a Game Boy? I do not, but I'm going to go on, uh, go on, on some, uh, yeah, some site here and see All what right. they're going for. Uh, randomness for generating... The keys is introduced by the player as they walk around the world and complete fun requests <laughs> so RPG it's, style. It's Whoa. a real game? That's what it says. Randomness oh, for generating the keys just... is introduced by the player as they walk around the world and complete fun quests RPG style. Oh, that's awesome. They have a screenshot here of you know the little players in like what looks like a forest. It says, I can generate you a new seed phrase. So it does look uh, nostalgic. It's got the, the old school font and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and the you know terrible graphics, the eight bit graphics. Yeah. So it looks like you can get one of these bad boys for like a hundred bucks. Yeah, I see a hundred thirty nine, hundred nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean that's like the cost of a new hardware wallet. Yeah, but this is cool. <laughs> but okay. what, happens, what happens when it cracks? And then you out, also though. have to buy the cartridge on top of it. I mean, I suppose if you already have one, it's pretty cool. If you already have, if you already one, have that'd be one. best, yeah. yeah. I'd probably go with a razor. I mean, Chaser. I would buy one just to play it normally, just for nostalgic purposes, <laughs> uh, to be honest. And then just check out how much Bitcoin you got. Okay, great. Yeah. Now put Donkey Kong right, back yeah. in. Oh, right. Mario Bros. <laughs> Bitcoin. Mario Brothers. Donkey Kong. Bitcoin. Would you, would you rename it Coin Boy? <laughs> coin Boy? Game Coin? Game Coin? Maybe Game Coin. Uh, I don't yeah. know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Ida Horagon, okay? Ida Horagon, I'm sorry. Back in nineteen eighty or back in April of nineteen eighty nine, Nintendo unleashed the eight bit handheld gaming device known as the Game Boy in Japan. Fast forward to March twenty twenty one, and a YouTuber decided to push the boundaries of Game Boy's capabilities and release a video showcasing an audacious feat: mining BTC Bitcoin using the iconic device. I didn't know that. Mining, happened. okay, yeah. so this mining? just keeps like Somebody, layers, layers, layers. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, however, it quickly became apparent that the Game Boy's humble processing power paled in comparison <laughs> to today's cutting-edge yeah. mining rigs. You don't say. Uh, yeah. Another individual <laughs> embarked on a similar venture in 2013, developing uh, an NES cryptocurrency miner. Although both mining experiments with Game Boy and NES were intriguing and fun, their practical value paled in comparison to something with actual utility. The Game Wallet project has even established a dedicated website. Oh, I didn't know that. Whoa. Shame on me. The Game Wallet. GameWallet.gg. GameWallet.gg. There's a picture of it. It says, turn any Game Boy into secure offline cold wallet. Generate a seed phrase using a hash of your button presses as you walk around and complete quests. The future of digital sovereignty is in your hands. Packaged in a truly offline hardware wallet, with the certainty of no firmware 
updates. That is one of the most annoying things about having a hardware wallet is if you firmware. go too long without doing a firmware update, you have to do multiple updates. Yeah. Yeah. I hate updates. And that's just such a pain. Give me a Game Boy. Give me a Game Boy. We are out of time. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Steve Classic, for joining me here on Free Talk Live tonight. Thank you to all of our callers. And most importantly, you, our listeners, we appreciate you. Thanks and peace. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Realtor Mark Warden. Now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in New Hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime. Our friends at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by New Hampshire citizens. Reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com. Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. Porcupineralestate.com